Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, medium, form related, along with the end of the goddamn thing we'll talk about coming to you live direct. Proof of Concept Studios finally back together as we should be. Back in the stew for the first time in yes. 2022. Listen, I didn't yeah, mean to yeah, make yeah. that rhyme, but that did sound hey, good. Look, hey, look, one, the bars just come to Listen. you. You know, sometimes they just flow. One take. Know? I'm like Jig out here. <laughs> I don't even write my raps. Hey, why, why write them, you know? What's the, what's the use in that? Only chumps write them, you know what I mean? You got you to come off the top with yours. Yo, what's going on, man? How you feeling? How's your how's your week going? How's your how's your year going so far? How's 2022 uh, going? Year's going so far... Um, I, I don't have much to complain about, but yeah, like yeah. bring the bring the mic a little closer to you. Okay. Face, you Obviously, you know, we're we're both football fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our teams are both in the playoffs. Yeah. They may meet again. Yeah, yeah. Uh Unlikely, Monday night okay. was a great night. I feel like it told a lot about who we are. And for those mm. listeners who don't know, I'm a LA Rams fan. Toonday's a Green Bay Packers fan. Yeah. Uh, as misguided as you are, yeah, sure. Yeah, you are uh listen. You guys have a tough road ahead. 49ers play against you guys well. <laughs> you see that the, you know I I know how you watch a, a lot of like ESPN, Undisputed, all those things because literally that's what everybody is repeating is that those same exact sentiments. Oh, they match up against you well. Uh look, I'm not going to say much about uh Saturday. Aren't you guys like 4 and 1 in the past like 5 games against 49ers? I'm sorry, they're 4 and 1. No, we've won like during the regular season. Um, I thought like right, the last four, four uh, like five matchups. I think it was like 49ers or four and one against the Packers. The I don't believe so. Matchups. Rogers in his career is six and three against the uh, the Niners. Hmm. Oh, or, I'm sorry. In in the in the regular season, we've lost three playoff games. If that's what you're referring to, you guys have lost three playoff games all time in Rogers' career. Yeah, he's he's lost. Okay, three so playoff I, games I think it was like. I think that was it. It was like four and one or five and one in the playoffs versus the 49ers. Cause like they always tell well, the that same. That would be like one in five. Like if you're, if that is true, that would be like one in five. If you're looking at it from the Packers perspective. Yeah. 49ers are would be, four yeah. and whatever. Four yeah, and there one. are no 49er fans here. So I don't know why you would be saying it. True. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are one and four, one and five. Okay. Um, but like it, it's interesting how the storyline always comes back up. Aaron Rodgers wasn't picked up by the 49ers, his childhood favorite team. You know, the California kid had to go to Wisconsin and, you know, supposed to be like a revenge game. Um, They're going to tell the same story. You know, they're just going to like refresh it for 2022. It's going to be interesting. Uh, It's going to be a good game. I don't have much to complain about. This year's off to a great start. Uh, I, you know, just to kind of jump into some like uh, TV shit, Peacemaker. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I heard it was dope. Um, it's it's I love the uh the like the tone of it all. Very mm. funny. Doesn't take itself too seriously. John Cena is perfect for this role because like he can pull off the action and the stunts and the physicality. Um and he's like an oddly funny guy. He he's perfect for this role. I really enjoy Peacemaker. I've also started watching Boba Fett. Um that's been a really good the show this year's how many, a how, many how many episodes are you into uh, Boba Fett? I think the first three. First three? Yeah. How, how do you like it so far? Um, it's, it's been interesting so far. It's an interesting journey. I'm not entirely sure like what story they're telling. Trying to tell. Yeah. 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 Yo, it was so interesting. I watched like the first, uh, I watched like the first episode. Right. And I thought to myself, 
Yeah, it's just trash. I, I have no interest. This is so boring. I don't. I don't know what the fuck is actually happening here. I don't know what like why this should be interesting. But then I kept watching, and the whole aspect of him basically like kind of it being Godfather esque of you know having the this this new sort of dawn so to speak, uh, and uh, having him sort of uh, struggle for the territory. An angle that I was, and, and then it got me to remembering like kind of like my, my number one rule, which is uh, set your don't don't let your expectations override the th- what the thing actually is, right? Which is what I did. Because I was going into it thinking it's going to be, oh, he's going to be going on missions and just fucking killing people and shit in space. And this is just going to be like a bounty hunter type of situation. But they basically already did that with the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Or at least they've at least covered that with the Mandalorian. Um, with this, they went in a really different direction that I was not expecting. I, I mean, I, I'm a very passive Star Wars fan, so I don't really dive into you know the lore or anything like that but from what i understood of boba fett i didn't expect anything yeah i've always known him as like a bounty hunter mercenary like a ruthless kind of this is this is like a little this is political boba fett this is like you know i'm 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 a senator now i'm a (laughs) a congressman now Uh, and i've got to and I, i love that quote right um Jabba ruled by fear i will rule with uh by respect or with respect yeah um which kind of set a tone for like who he was. Now you're not going to fuck with Boba Fett. No, but, he, he does get down, but this is an older Boba Fett that we're dealing with. Yeah, here. he is. He is getting old. Uh, uh, who is the his his right hand woman again? I I know her name. Her name is like uh, May. Uh, it's like like the actress. Is that yeah, is that what you're talking? It's like May Ling Wen or Ling Ling May Wen. Sure, something I, like that. I have no idea. I, I I did not look that deep into it. So I know her from. Um, she's she was also in. Uh, the Agents of Shield. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're gonna get to some Agents of Shield shit, not directly, but very sort of indirectly, uh, through a, a, a one Joss Whedon. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think was the show creator. Was he the show creator for Agents think, of or Shield or co-show creator? I, I forget exactly. Um, he had something to do with that. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. <You> see, <laughs> but why does everybody try to recreate like Ming Nawen? So uh, I'm sorry, Ming Nawen. I'm sorry for butchering your name, Ming Nawen. Um, but yes, yeah, so she's Boba Fett's right hand man. She was um, also like I think one of the directors at. Uh, she played Melinda May in Agents of Shield. Um, great yeah. show. Also, do you remember her from Street Fighter? From Street Fighter, you said. Mm-hmm. So she, <laughs> so the Ming Na Wen who uh, is in Boba Fett, she was in Street Fighter. She played um, the Asian. And I'm sorry, this is super fucked up, but she played like that, like uh, Asian karate fighter chick. This is Street Fighter with like Jean Claude Van Damme. You remember the old movie? She played Chun Li. No, I don't remember that at all. I I don't remember much about that movie. I'll be honest. Really, with you. that shit was great. So this came out in 1994. She played Chun Li. Why did it take you that long to get to Chun Li? I don't. Was she I that? She's like, she's the person in Street Fighter that we're all following. I don't more remember Gaio, more than fucking Blanca, more than anybody, more than Ryu. I really didn't remember anybody's name from Street Fighter. But yeah, yes, there's, there's Ryu. A, there's Bison. We were, we were there's talking Ken, about Chun gaming Lee. before this, uh, before the podcast. You I'm not this type of gamer. gamer. I'm more of like a sports gamer. Jesus Christ! So you didn't play Street Fighter as a kid, dude? You didn't. You didn't. You weren't. You didn't spend hours battling it out with your I brother. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I just come on. That was 1994, though. Early 2000s. It was a hot year. Sense. It was a hot year. Yo, you know what I mean? 
people say people like talk down on like you know the nineties, but like I, who talks I, down I, on the nineties? People talk glowingly. Young people. Who? These new motherfuckers. What new motherfuckers? I point to them. The, all Let's these, talk about like, right now. Point these, to yeah, <laughs> I remember I was watching an interview and it was like Lonzo Ball was talking about like you know, the greatest rappers of all time. He was like, you know, NBA Young Boy and. Little baby and right, okay, okay. So, so so let's let's spend precisely five minutes on this. Okay, so this came up with the whole Jay Z thing, right? Or we might have talked about this before. I can't remember, but um, it, each generation has their own greatest rapper of all time, right? Because to each generation, like to to us, we wouldn't say Big Daddy Kane. We wouldn't say Rakim. We wouldn't say. Uh, fucking um, Rakim, or not Rakim? Um, who am I trying to think of? Um, KRS One. Like we, we wouldn't see yeah, these yeah. people, right? We would say, we if you're being fucking honest with yourself, I you would KRS say Jay Z, you would say Nas, you would say Biggie. Like these are the people that we would say, right? Because yeah. that's our generation. Every generation says this shit, so I don't understand like why it's like brand new when a new generation is like, no, we've got the greatest rappers of all time. Sure, Same but like, shit. for example, when we talk about some of the greatest musicians of all time, right, or the greatest singers of all time, like, I would still say, I would put, like, Luther Vandross. I'm still going to put Stevie Wonder in there. I'm still going to, you know, great. But, no, no. Uh, so, so well you, before but, but, my time, though. Uh, Luther was still kind of our time. I didn't. Li- you, you know why they were still kind of our time? Because our parents played them religiously, which is different from this generation, which they have everything at their fingertips. So they don't, they're not married to whatever their parents are playing. It wasn't like you turn on the radio and you listen to whatever station your parents are playing. You put on the fucking headphones. Yeah. Vibe out to whatever the fuck you're vibing out to, you know? Um, I think we were forced to listen to a generation prior to us because we simply had no choice, right? But ask us about somebody from the 60s, somebody from the 70s. You're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> true, true. But like, I would say like, I feel like what our generation, I feel like we are the somewhat of a bridge, right? Yeah, that's fair. Like that's fair. We say. were, you know, like I, we still respect the old shit. I still love Luther Vandross and Stevie yeah. Wonder and Prince. Be- because and, we have a semblance of it. We yeah. have a, we have a idea of it. I think the reason why the newer kids don't really have an idea of it is because they don't, they didn't, they don't have to. They, yeah. they have so much other shit at their disposal and they're not forced to like listen to any one specific shit or, yeah. you know, um, which is, I think, marketably different than. Uh, I think the generation. best way I've heard it is that like our generation was there before streaming, right? Yeah. Before the technology boom. So like when you bought a CD, a cassette, I'm, I had a fucking Walkman. Yeah. You had to listen to every song. Yeah. You couldn't pick the three or four that you like and just listen to those. Yeah. You had to listen to every fucking song. Yeah. So we I feel like we had a we have a different appreciation for like TV uh, or movies and music because we had to listen to all of it. You couldn't skip past the shit. Now they're just like, yo, I just want to listen to that, 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 and that, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, well, that's something that we all do. Let's not try to pretend that, that that's just the, the new generation. There I rarely do I listen to full albums. The only albums that I listen to fully are the albums that I know. That I like fully. I, oh no! It's I was been listening to. I just on the way here. I was listening to Adele's new album, and I, I'm the type of person I That's have to. That's cheating, kind of. Yeah. What? Why? She, she puts out everything. She puts out is fire. Sure, but like again, <laughs> like Adele. I don't like, know. Oh, okay, okay. Here's the. Big I don't know if I'm Adele's like core consumer. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, Who isn't her core fucking sure, uh, consumer? I I still appreciate music, and I have to listen to the whole. Well, album. He, here's a question. Oh, it, it, listening to the whole album isn't the same as like liking the whole album, right? Sure, There's yeah, a difference. Yeah. No right? one likes like, the I whole was listening, album. Of course, there is. Uh, B- Blueprint. I was listening to it just the other day. I don't like all of Blueprint. 
You're crazy. What name? Which one's weak? What, what's a weak track on the? Uh, I'd have to have the track list up. Pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't. I know for sure. I don't like all of Blueprint. There's only been a few albums in my life where I'm like every. I, I, song I know that. That's slaps. what I'm saying. Is is that? Uh, uh, it's rare that ordinarily that we listen to every track on uh, on an album. Let alone if we have the ability to fucking skip shit. As soon as CDs came out, it was a wrap. You yeah. tell me I could jump to track six without having to hear or f- like literally manually fast forward through, you know, all the first f- five tracks or whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. That's where I'm going. You that know, true. Um, it, the, the ability to do something sort of negates uh, s- sort of like what came before it. Like and what I mean by that, and it, it was said in a really clumsy way, but ultimately what I mean is that it's because these kids have the ability to do certain shit why they don't do the shit that we're familiar with, right? It's because they don't have to, right? If we didn't, if if it were left, to, uh, we would be just like them if we had the same ability when we were kids. Sure. We would be exactly like them. Which is why I appreciate the time in which I was born. For sure. I could do Me the too. streaming shit. I could, I could TikTok too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I, I, I think we are really fortunate to be in the generation we're in because we got to see some really cool shit and we got to appreciate it because we were born at a very specific time because we, you know, we were born in a time that knew pre-internet, pre a lot yeah. of this like technology and shit. And then we we're, you know, we can see shit after that. Yeah. Which I think is so fucking like unique. Yeah. You know? my, my girlfriend, who's not much younger than me, like literally yeah. not much younger than me at all. She, we were talking the other day and she's like, I've never listened to, to an entire album my whole life because you know, even though she's not much younger than me, she was still the generation where like her first music listening device was an iPod. CD or an iPod. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Right. So like I, mine's was a Walkman. So right. like, I feel like those early experiences is why I am the way I am in terms of like how I consume something. Like whenever an artist that I like drops, uh, a, you know, a project, yeah. I have to listen to the album front to back, like once or twice. And then I pick out what songs I like from it. And I, that's my process with everybody. So like this Adele album I'm listening to, I think I'm on like track six or seven or something like that. Yeah, I've got a couple more tracks to listen to. Then I want to listen to it again, beginning to front. And then I'll be like, all right, I like these three or four songs on the album of the 12 that are on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, man, uh, look, let's just jump to, to headlines real quick because uh, there is no movies coming out this week. I'll be perfectly fucking honest with you. There, <laughs> Scream came out last week and there is zip. Trailers came out this week. That's uh, about one it. trailer came out this week. One, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's the all one I, I care that's about. I know. Yeah. Uh, wait, which one do you care about? Moon Knight. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I thought you were going in a different direction. We're gonna we're gonna run it back with some of the trailers we were supposed to watch last week. We had some technical difficulties in our 200th episode. Very embarrassing, but we have hopefully corrected <laughs> the issue here and uh, and get to those uh, shortly. But. Um, we are going to talk about some of these headlines. Look, uh, first thing I want to uh, talk about is uh, Sundance is actually uh, happening or starting this particular week. In fact, it actually starts tomorrow. Um, and I actually think I'm going to I'm going to do it this. I don't know if you want to go in with me uh, on a, on a link. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you, know, you know what bucks. it costs? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's fifty bucks uh, for for I guess the I forget what level of pass this is, but it'll let's see enough shit that yeah, I'll, s- I'll send you twenty five. There you go. Um, so. Uh, so it starts this week. Now, one fucked up thing uh, that that has come of this is that so obviously you know uh, they were going to do in person, and then Omicron was like, "Well, fuck your plans." Um, and so 
since then, they decided to go uh, completely virtual for the festival. Now, uh, where it's fucked up is that according to some outlets, um, uh, hotels and places people were stay, uh, as well as like flights and shit like that, uh, I think in the festival itself, and I'll, I'll read here from my article, they're not refunding shit. Mm. That's amazing. That's bold. You got to be, because fi- you know those same people are going to be next year. Yeah. You're going to think about doing in-person And the hotel again. manager will be like, I know we didn't give you back that $1,200. <laughs> I know you couldn't pay your rent for yeah. two months, but. <laughs> but we would love to have you stay with us again. <laughs> Nothing will be comped. Yeah. Not your food. By the way, no we've drinks. doubled our prices yeah. also. So uh, so people who bought tickets uh, in person uh, to in-person events in the uh, 2000. Uh, 22 Sundance Film Festival are finding they won't get uh, they won't be refunded now that the festival has been moved online and this is per Fox uh, 13 now here's uh, the question though will they get like uh, will that like if you couldn't come in 2022 your ticket your whatever package you bought it, it will move on to like 2023 like you'll be able to redeem this thing in 2023 is that or they're just like Ran off with the plug, you know, I ran off on a plug like yeah. I, I, I'm, I took your keys and I'm not giving you shit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure they just ran off with the plug. But Damn. Let, me, let me read further. Uh, in a statement given to Fox 13 on uh, on Saturday night, the Sundance Institute, the nonprofit artist group that uh, presents the festival, uh, pointed out that uh, it instituted the no refunds policy from the onset to continue champ uh, to champion the central storytellers of this generation. I'll quote on. I'll speak on that in a sec. But uh, Sundance said is uh, said it is offering alternative packages, uh, uh, alternatives to package holders, including additional tickets to films this year or partial credit towards the cost of ticket uh, packages for the twenty twenty three festival, which is what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, which Sundance hopes will be back in person in Park City in Salt Lake City, uh, and this is per uh, the Salt um, uh, the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, so. What's interesting about that is basically what they're trying to say is, oh, we've got to pay all the people, you know, who uh, are coming to the festival or, or I guess the people who are a part of the festival or whatever the case is. Right. That anybody coming is though. fucking bullshit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like the 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 um, uh, I don't know if it's the people that they're hiring to, to put on the festival, uh, the people who were, I guess, designated to like uh, the people who are selecting you know certain films or whatever the case is uh i guess if you're a part of the sundance festival itself I, i'll go ahead and uh in a state uh, pointed out that institute has a no refund policy from the onset to continue to champion the central storytellers of this generation now that is a very tricky sentence because what it makes it feel like is that the money is going towards the storytellers Sundance themselves as far as I know I could be wrong anybody who's actually been to Sundance and, and knows how Sundance works they can fucking correct me they don't fucking pay the people to the storytellers to actually have their material in like you have to apply to Sundance meaning that you have to actually pay yeah. to even up you know get your movie to Sundance so I don't know what the fuck they're talking about like, yeah, like I don't think the artist paid to have their yeah. art featured at the no no they, they, they did uh, the, the artist pays, but what I'm saying is Sundance doesn't then turn around and fucking pay them. So what do they mean that to continue to champion the essential storytellers of this generation? Like you could do that without ripping everybody off. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, 
I need to see. They need. I, they need to be fully transparent. Because with me. That, that's if all I paid. That's all profit, dude. Yeah. If if you're telling me oh that to come profit, to come to like, the festival, right, and to have all these people who put the festival together and have to take, you know, there's people who take tickets or it's people to security, hold screening, the production security, team, whatever the it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that shit's happening. So what the fuck is the money going towards? The money Who's they're the saving money? <laughs> on permits to get like to Yo, lease space and blah, fam. blah, blah. Yeah. What? <laughs> all profit. Listen, well, I need to see all of the transactions. I need to see this money that you say you're keeping in order to like pay the pe- pay those future storytellers. Yeah. No, I need to see yeah, decimal by decimal like who gets what. Otherwise, my run me my shit. <laughs> run me my shit. Yeah, I need. I don't care how you send it to me. You can send me a check, cash. I'll meet you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know I paid online. Said I'll meet you. I'll meet you wherever you need me to meet you. I'll meet you in the parking lot or Zelle, some shit. I got Venmo, Cash App. Oh my We can do God. however you want to do it. You can send me a Bitcoin, whatever. But yeah. I need my shit. Back. Yeah, dude. I, I I I truly don't understand that because. Um, Dude, like, like you know, the people are going to come back for next year. Like, that's that's the part that kind of like yeah. blows me is is that like you you know it's going to happen for next year. So why the fuck would you just just give the people the shit that they like? Give them the money back. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Or at least give them seventy five percent. Give them okay, maybe okay. We need twenty five percent in order to get keep pay the online geeks. You know, keep the shit running. Fine. Yeah. Give me some of my goddamn money back. Don't just hold my shit and be like, well, we're going to wait till 2023. Uh, hopefully this COVID shit is probably going to still be here in 2023. Let's who the fuck are we kidding at this point? You know what yeah. I love, though? I love like when companies issue those bullshit statements about why they're raising their prices. <laughs> and they're like, as we continue to grow and continue to strive to provide greater and better service, it is imperative that we continue to you know pay those creators who create the things that we enjoy so much. Thus, we are raising our price. And it's like, yo, shut the fuck. I know the CEO just wants a, a higher compensation package. That's it. That's really it. You're not you're giving more money to anybody else. The CEO wants a bigger boat. You know, the, the fucking, <laughs> the members, the shareholders, they want like higher earnings, right? That's why prices are going up. It is not about paying creators or providing a better service. Yeah. Fucking Comcast or Verizon. <laughs> my, my call just dropped the other day, but you still went up on my prices? Yeah. Come on. That's yeah, bullshit. Let's, let's jump to, uh, to another story here. Uh, Black Panther 2 start, uh, restarts production. Um, uh, or I guess restarted uh, production this past week. Um, and if we do remember, uh, Letitia Wright was, um, she was injured, dude. Um, she got hurt. Um, and at at first her injuries were made to seem like they weren't that serious. Um, but then come to find out, yeah, she was fucking mad, mad hurt. Uh, apparently what happened? I think she had like a, it was like some stunt gone wrong and she, uh, it was like a concussion, a really severe. Now, you know, a concussion has to be really fun. Like she didn't, they didn't take it through any NFL protocols, no nothing. It was just, yo, you're out three months. <laughs> like, yeah. like I have in the, in the NFL, oh, that's a lie. Cause it's actually ended some people's careers, right? Like Troy Aikman, his career ended because of concussions, right? Um, I I'm think, pretty sure. Pretty I, don't think, I don't think it was just concussions. I think it was, Oh no, sorry. Uh, he had, sure, yeah. he had multiple uh, yeah. repeat. Yeah, yeah. Concussions. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 
but it was crazy how like she suffered this injury and uh and i think just uh, the concussions were a part of it they weren't the entire thing but they were a pretty significant part about it um and uh yeah they halted production because they got to a point in the production where they literally just couldn't shoot any more content without her um and so uh so yeah so so you know um production has started back up um now wait hold on. So um, I'm going to read a statement here. So like uh, basically like Marvel, uh, Mark, Marvel executive Kevin Feigs and a bunch of mother motherfuckers, I don't know, um, said in this statement, like we had initially Feige. thought we were Feige. Uh, we had initially thought um, her injuries were minor, turned out to be much more serious with Leticia, Leticia, Leticia yeah. suffering a, she had a critical shoulder fracture and a concussion yeah. with severe side effects. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know. We know actors are sensitive, sensitive people. So, are you going to try to make the case that yes. her injury wasn't that serious? So, yeah, but, you are. The but worst. there have also been many, <laughs> many reports that she was she's been extremely difficult to work with on the set of Black Panther too. I don't give a shit. They don't halt production because somebody's difficult to work with. Um, I feel they've definitely halted production on things because like, like who? Uh, when? Fucking tell me uh, now. Uh, what what is that show with uh, uh fucking Kevin Spacey? No, they just got rid of him. Like that, <laughs> no, listen, he was difficult to work with. And no, uh, well, first of all, first of all, well, it wasn't it that was, he was, was difficult to work with. <laughs> there, there were allegations there too. A little, slightly, ever so different. Someone <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like um, there were reports that came out that said that she was very difficult to work with on set. She didn't want to get vaccinated. Blah blah blah. Yeah, you see, I think I think, but that's. I think those were things that were like kind of conflated because they happened around the same time, like shortly before, uh, I guess they halted production. It was like, Oh, well she's, you know, been, uh, adamant that, you know, she, she's an anti-vaxxer, yada, yada, whatever the case. Long story. I don't really give a shit about that. Right. Because a lot of people believe a lot of stupid things. Right. So I'm sure if she has some sort of dumb beliefs about the vaccines, fine, fair enough. Right. But they don't halt production on a fucking multi billion dollar at this point, uh, movie. Um, if there's no like legitimacy to, her injuries that it's it, i don't care what she's complaining about. i don't care if she only wants the red fucking m&ms in 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 the, in the bowl uh i don't i don't care if she she needs her pillow fluffed eight times a day i, I don't care what the fuck it is they're not gonna halt production because she's quote-unquote difficult that's not a thing that is true i will i, I will say that yeah i wonder <laughs> if <This guy. laughs> she may have <laughs> Like, you know, like athletes hold out all the time. Yeah. Like Kyrie. You know, I don't, you know, I don't do this whole, you know, the vaccine thing. I'm not playing. I'm, I'm sitting. You know, Kyrie's been healthy and ready to go for a while. He's just like, you know, I just, my choices are my choices. And he's been very vague about it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, if there was a, either contract renegotiation that happened here, a compensation renegotiation. No. No. I wonder if she was like, yo, I saw all that money. ScarJo just got so why would uh, like to okay so you let's take a not, let's take some time here I'm hurt pop shoulder shoulder injury <laughs> pop pop but let's also take this time to look at my contract again let's read every line yeah yeah considering you just came off of a major injury I I find it very interesting that that you and I'm suing the NFL listen I, <laughs> I don't even play I just watch but <laughs> I I swear to God I wish this happened if i'm gonna get hurt i wish it happened somewhere else 
Because mm. I was like, oh, as soon as I got up from the injury, I, I fell down and I got back up. I was like, yo, lawsuit. Who can I sue? Who can I sue? Who can I sue? <laughs> there was nobody around. It was just my daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, if I, if I sue her, I would have to pay myself and those legal fees. <laughs> yeah, it um, seems unnecessary. But yeah, man, listen, if I could, oh God, that's my dream. That's lawsuit. I'll settle today. Just Let's just agree to a small number. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got to earn, because we talked, I think, I, I think it's last episode where we talked about like earning shit would you rather earn shit or just have somebody give it to you i'd rather just earn it I uh, i'm all for the easy come it. up but still yeah know? but like the dealership doesn't care <laughs> and i want the new electric g-wagon uh, you know, they don't care if i earned it or <laughs> got it in a lawsuit uh fair enough uh so jumping to uh, to another headline uh so th- there's been a bit of controversy we were talking about uh uh the book of Boba Fett in, uh at the top of the show and there's been a bit of controversy with the uh, the Tuscan Raiders. So basically, uh, the Tuscan Raiders are supposed to be sort of the indigenous people of uh, Tatooine. Um, uh, unless I have that wrong. I, I'm pretty sure they're from Tatooine. Unless I'm mistaken. I'm pretty sure Tatooine. But if I'm wrong about that, somebody will correct me at some point or nobody will. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'll just be wrong forever. Um but uh, essentially, like with the previous Star Wars films, yada, yada, they've always shown the uh, the Tuscan Raiders as just like these fucking mindless fucking animals that just want to kill you for no apparent reason. Right. That's how they've always depicted them. There's always been a bit of race attached to that of just like, oh, whenever you have an indigenous people and we don't understand their customs, they just seem like animals to us. Yeah. Right. Um, and so what the Book of Boba Fett sort of. Uh, explores at least a little bit more and expands upon is who the fuck are the Tuscan Raiders, you know? Um, and so it, it sort of delves into what some of their traditions are, why they do some of the things that they do. And it's been really interesting. It's been one of the th- reasons why I've thought, Oh, this is actually pretty like cool. Like I actually, I like this, you know? Um, I'm still kind of 50, 50 on if I actually like the series or not, but, uh, but that at least has been really sort of uh, interesting to, to watch. Now, then they showed up. They, they like basically all got killed is, yeah. uh, is, yeah. is essentially sort of what happened. Uh, and so I did really enjoy that journey. Watching yeah. Boba Fett like kind of um, earn his way into and, and earn the respect of this of these uh, the, of the Tuscan Raiders. And you see a bit more of them. Right. Because, you know, from other movies or in, in any other Star Wars film where they were depicted, it was always just like these are like desert scavengers, right? These are yeah. like violent desert scavengers. Scavengers don't go through that part of the desert because they will rob you and kill you. But they're really a, a, a civilization that are trying to survive on what is like scarce resources. Yeah. So they have to maybe be a little bit more um, vigilant in taking your shit if they need it because they're trying to survive. Yeah. Um, now, uh, so, so where the controversy sort of comes from is, is for one, just how they've been treated historically but then to the fact that they just all got fucking like wiped out yeah. uh is sort of where it's like ah, what are you doing here guys we're just just gonna wipe out the indigenous people and just that's that huh we're just uh we're just done with them huh yo yeah right. i don't think like it, it wasn't even like some of them made it and some of them were hid it was just all of them. everybody's dead. <laughs> that's crazy. So, so far as i can remember because I, I was kind of half watching the show half doing something else uh so i wasn't able to like really sort of take that in but i do remember seeing a scene where they just like he came back to them and they were just all gone yeah uh, <laughs> uh so what, what i thought funny that was funny about that scene is like you know boba fett obviously he's like this space tough warrior and he's been through many battles and whatnot yeah he just was like yo 
damn, they burning shit down. <laughs> he just slid off with the camel or with the mammoth or whatever the fuck that was. He was yeah. like, well, time to go. Like, <laughs> he really didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he called an Uber and slid. Yeah, I was like, you know, he didn't like. He did an actual spit take for I those people who are I was expecting him oddly to like show emotion. You know what I mean? Like a tear fall or like. He dropped to his knees, and you could tell he's like an anguish. No, like but it, but it makes sense for his it. sort of like character. Who uh, so part of the thing is is uh, he's never really had a family himself, so he's he's still kind of trying to figure shit out about how he feels about certain shit, right? So it actually tracks that he's kind of like, damn, that's crazy, you know. Um, and and it and it tracks that perhaps those emotions are going to hit him later. Perhaps we haven't seen just how much that did actually affect yeah. him. Perhaps in the moment, it seems like oh, he's callous, he doesn't really care. Um. But later on, we see that maybe he exacts revenge or he does something that's like really cruel because he thinks that's the proper way to, you know, pay homage to them. Uh, or, or it would be nice to see him kind of like track down those who were responsible for like, you know, essentially killing all of the um, the, the Tuscan Raiders, Oakland Raiders, <laughs> <laughs> um, who are now officially eliminated. From yeah. yeah. Who was it? Patrick Mahomes? Uh, uh, who no, beat no, him? No. That was uh, that was uh, your boy, uh, Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Joe did it. Um, but yeah, so I'm liking <laughs> the you know book of Boba Fett so far. I think uh, I'm not entirely sure where they're going with this story, yeah. but that might be a good thing, right? Like sometimes it's like you, you're you're telling a story. I'm not sure where you're going with it, but then like once I once it like everything converges, and I get to that point where it's like right, I get where you're going with this, and it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. That might be what, what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, moving on to another story uh, in, in our headlines. Uh, Rupert Grint, uh, who played um, uh, Ron uh, on uh, or in Harry Potter, he recently sort of came out um, and uh, said that, I guess, uh, and again, I'm just reading the quotes from the headline, but uh, he said is the relationship with J.K. Rowling is uh, tricky um, <clears throat> on one hand. Uh, so he I guess this is a direct quote from him. he says, um, he still considers her an auntie, right? Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, uh, he says, I don't necessarily agree with everything my auntie says, but she's still my auntie. It's a tricky one. Um, so, it, so I thought this was really interesting because it's, uh, for one, we're going to talk about um, uh, Joss Whedon a little later, right? And I feel like, a lot of times when we're having these sort of conversations that are really like sensitive, what we lose is a bit of like nuance. And what I mean by that is, is for everybody else, everything's external or, or for people online, everything is external. What I mean by that is they'll look at something that Rupert Grint uh, said and be like, you piece of shit. How could you dare? JK Rowling's is, uh, you know, a piece of shit. She's transphobic, all this stuff. She's like, well, all that's very true. But also this is a person that I've known for more than half my life at this point. Yeah. So for me to just be like, fucker is just like, I, I, and, but what I mean by everybody online makes everything external is like those same people act like they don't have people in their life. Yeah, who have very questionable beliefs. Like you're a racist <laughs> uncle. You <laughs> yeah. still love him. Still- yeah. And, and it's, it, it's like, and I'm not even saying that you're like best friends with your, you know, somebody who, you know, who's in your family, who has abhorrent belief. Or am I saying that are you, you're always tied to that, meaning that 
sometimes you do have to just cut people off because you're just like, look, yeah, too much for my taste. I'm sure. just going to cut that shit off. We saw what happened with right? uh, Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco. And James right? Franco, James, right? Seth they Rogen probably was... still talk behind the probably, scenes. Probably. Probably. Yeah. probably. They got um, burner, Kevin Durant burner phones. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you still what coming overnight? <laughs> yeah, but come through the back door. Don't yeah. fucking come through the front. Um. So, uh, so, so people online, I feel like there's this like layer of, of nuance that's like missing from people who who because people like demand you like either you are a hundred percent with us and there are no exceptions yeah or you're not with us at all and you're a part of the problem and i think that the the issue with that is that there's so many fucking layers to everything yeah like you know uh, um there are people in my life who i i love dearly whose beliefs i'm just like it's the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. You know, I've got like a friend who's like a Trump supporter. He's yeah. like he's a black guy too. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yo, like I think Trump was a great president." Yeah, I, I think mean, he... you tell me who that is after the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think I think Trump is a great president. I love yeah. Trump. You know, yeah. if he gets reelected, and I'm like, "Yo, nigga, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, you're, the... "You're at the party. Yeah. You just look at him like I say right. it with the ER too. Like, <laughs> this isn't what he thinks of you. <laughs> I'm speaking on behalf of him, <laughs> yeah. even though you're supporting him. Yeah. Um, so." But like, you know, still my boy, still love the guy. I don't agree with his views, but I'm not just going to write him off just because yeah. I don't agree with his views. It, now, now, in certain situations, if they do sometimes. something agreed, if they do something terrible, it's like, but but sure. that, But there's, but that's what I mean by the nuance is missing, meaning that it's like degrees, right? Like if somebody fucking like is like a serial murderer, I'm not going to be like, well, that's still Johnny. I still love him. Fuck that. Yeah. Johnny needs to get locked the fuck up. Yeah, right. Yeah. How can I help put Johnny away? You know, um, but if it's like somebody says something that you don't, somebody has beliefs that you don't believe with. Like I just read a story about um, the dude Ray uh, who plays Ray Donovan. I forget uh, what his name is. Who, who plays uh, Ray Levi Donovan? something. Levi something. Yeah. He, yeah. He, also, he played um fucking Wolverine. Not Wolverine. Uh, Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he just came out and you know and talked about how he feels about uh, what's Angelina Jolie's dad's name. Uh, fucking John Voight. Voight, yeah, yeah. He, how he's a fucking raging Trump supporter who says all this crazy ass shit. He's like, look, I do, and and um, uh, Liv Schreiber. That's what that's what his name is. Um, he uh, he's pretty vocal about his beliefs too, right? Like that he doesn't you know fuck with any of that shit, and he he's he's pretty like adamant about that. But he's like, look, man. I love that dude, you know, like I, I disagree wholeheartedly with all of his political beliefs, mm-hmm. clearly, but I still love the dude, you know, and I, I, I understand that there's people out there who would say that like, well, OK, if you love somebody, but their beliefs are oppressing like other people, then it's like, well, maybe you should check that. Right. Which I would agree with. But I also know that cognitive dissonance is a real thing with fucking human beings. Right. That we're able to compartmentalize. Right. And people act like that doesn't happen on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. If if somebody if I walk out of my house. Right. And my next door neighbor is like yelling at their child. Right. I'm not going to immediately be like that person's a terrible uh, parent and I should call child's uh, services or whatever on it. Right. Be- like because I don't really like know that situation. So uh, like what, what I'm what's that what I'm trying to say that as is it's so easy to judge somebody else from the outside looking in. Right. So for people who have very terrible beliefs, they actually might be decent people otherwise, which I know is like, that can't be, that can't be that they're a good person other than these. It's like, well, yeah, to other people they are, which is again, what we're going to talk about or what I'm going to bring up with the Joss Whedon thing is 
to certain people. Yeah. Like, so all these Republicans who seemingly don't give a shit about anybody else to their families, they're great because yeah. they actually do care about them, you know, and do take care of them. You know what I mean? So it, it, it can be both, you know, um, and you do, I think sometimes have to call people out, but at the same time, this is like, you know, Jay-Z again, when, when you brought up the whole Aaron Rodgers things in our, in our group chat, I'll, I'll always live by Jay-Z's quote, which is, Look, they like the drunk uncle in your family. You know they lame. You feel ashamed, but you love them the same. You yeah, know what I mean? That's very true. Like the, I've got members of my family who like are devote like Christians and you know for the Bible and all the positive shit that the Bible says. I don't know any of it, but I hear it's supposed to be positive. The New <laughs> Testament, enough. not the Old Testament. <laughs> fair enough. Um, but like they don't believe in homosexuality. They think it's like uh, a sin, and they don't like you know they don't necessarily not like gay people, but they think like being gay is wrong and it's not okay and blah, blah, blah. They're sinners, right? Um, then this person wouldn't hurt a fly. And do I agree with their beliefs? Absolutely not. And I challenge it all the time because we have these like religious and social conversations. I challenge it all the time. I never agree with what they say, but I still love the person and I can't change that. But what I can do is like challenge their ways of thinking and challenge their beliefs. Yeah. But, it, but it, what, it, uh, what I think people online demand is that you fucking you uh, like pe- how people are reacting to this uh, uh, Patton Oswalt or whatever his name is and Dave Chappelle thing where he took a picture with Dave Chappelle and people were like, oh my God, I guess you're transphobic yeah. now too. And he's like, motherfucker, that's, very my, that's my friend. Yeah, <laughs> they've the known fuck? each other a very long time. <laughs> yeah. And if Pat Oswalt agrees with Dave Chappelle, I'm not going to be mad at him for that. If he disagrees no, if, with if, Dave it, Chappelle, I'm not going to yeah, be mad but, at him but for I, that. But I think what people like, what people need, people like, you must disavow him. Yeah. Or, you must, or, or you must, you must vocally come out and say that you don't, it's like, yo, if everybody believed in the same thing that everybody, they took a photo with or shook hands with, or like laughed it up with, this would be a crazy fucking world. If every fucking time somebody had to come out with a statement afterwards, we're like, look, uh, this, like, look, there are people at, I used to work at a bank. There are people at the bank who have terrible beliefs, right? I still fuck with them. Like, they're, they're still my people, even though yeah. I know they, they did some crazy shit, but that's crazy to have, like, oh, I have to come out and say every time that I shake hands with a Republican, I've got, uh, I like black people. It's yeah. like, what? Their <laughs> what? Own, yeah, there are very few instances where I'm like, all right, I need these people to, like, distance themselves from someone. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you've, if you were photographed, like, if any of my friends were ever photographed on Jeffrey Epstein's jet. Yeah, that might be a, nah, yeah, that's like, a, I immediately, <laughs> It's a terrible might joke. Be, no, I, I, that's a different story. You yeah, might have to. In a case like that, I immediately <laughs> cannot fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that is, in that situation, because you are so closely related to something that is nope. potentially yeah. very, very, like, terrible, I cannot fuck with you. Yeah. But if you're just sharing your personal beliefs and you haven't necessarily hurt anybody, you may have offended people, but you haven't hurt anybody you're entitled to your beliefs. Like if somebody comes up and says, yeah, I'm racist, I'm going to be like, cool, I'm not going to fuck with you, but like, I'm not going to change your mind today or tomorrow. And you believe what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's, I feel like we are losing a bit of nuance here where everybody's like drawing the line in the sand. And I suppose that in order to, in order to create progress, sometimes I believe that is necessary, but I don't, I think with how much we're interconnected, it feels like that's being sort of, there's the pressure to do that, especially yeah. with, you know, how much 
you might be in the the spotlight or, or not be in the spotlight affects what that is. Like people who aren't in the spotlight are much more able to have fit. Yeah, something fell down. What the fuck that was. With. Yeah, that was um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, people who aren't in the spotlight are able to throw so many darts at everybody else. Like I, I think one of the easy and I'm getting way off topic here, but I think it's so easy to judge people who like people who aren't who don't have any responsibility or who aren't in charge of anything. It's so easy for you to throw darts at at everybody else until you're the person in charge. Until it's yeah. your shit, then then you're like, uh, until you have to hold the press conference and explain yeah. yourself. It's easy to like. It's so be mad fucking at the other easy. Person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. That's my biggest fear mm. in life is to do something so bad that I have to hold a press conference. <laughs> when you have yeah. to call a press conference, Oof. you got to speak and apologize. Your wife is yeah, next yeah, yeah. to you. Do you remember when yeah. Kobe? Nah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Ter- 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 let's just let's I, stay away from no. that. That whole Kobe thing, and, and, and you know, I'm sorry if God anybody. Bless the dead. Yeah, God bless the dead. I'm sorry if you're fucking offended because I'm retelling a real life story. Yeah. Um. Fuck you. Uh. <laughs> I just I just remember watching the press conference and like Kobe's wife was sitting there mad as fuck with that two million dollar ring on that shit. he had to get yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he had to be like, I'm sorry. I did what Yo, I did, and I'm like, oh my but god, you, my you worst have to, nightmare. You have to be, and here's one thing we don't like to admit as human beings: is like, Yo, we fucking make mistakes, dude. Like, even if you're the best of people, like I've made mistakes in my life that I'm like, fuck, dude, what were you doing, dude? Yeah, do better, you know. But we don't, I've committed felonies, like yeah, straight up. Let's felonies. not admit I hope that on I, here. Yeah, yeah let's, allegedly. Let's just, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know how they're using rap lyrics yeah, to uh, fucking speaking for as a evidence. I'm speaking Jesus for a friend. Jesus Christ! Uh, but anyways, dude, let's 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 just move on. I I spent enough time. I'll get out my my, my soapbox with that. Um, uh, in in sad news, dude. Uh, Espard, uh, we're gonna later in this uh, podcast we're gonna watch uh, uh, or live react to the Moonlight trailer. Yeah. Um. Uh. Moonlight. Uh, what did I say? Moonlight. Oh, Moon Knight is what I meant. My Moonlight, movie. also a great movie. There you go. Um, yeah, great movie. Oscar winning movie. Uh, even as irrelevant as the Oscars are these days. Uh, Gaspard, uh, well, and and I'm I'm butchering his 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 name. Um, so so I, I apologize. Um, Gaspard Yulil, I I believe he's French. Uh, he's a uh, award winning French actor who actually takes part in a series. Uh, in uh. Uh, in Moon Knight, uh, alongside Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, uh, he plays Anton Mogart, uh, aka Midnight Man. Uh, he has uh, passed away. Uh, he was it was a ski accident uh, mm. that uh, that 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 happened. Uh, he's only thirty seven years old. When I when I saw that, I'm not gonna lie, that got to me a little bit because I it was only like a few weeks ago that I just realized, yo. I'm like solidly mid thirties right now, like solid, not, not like I'm approaching mid thirties. I'm literally mid thirties. Yeah. It was like, Whoa, what's happening? Time, yeah. slow down. You yeah, know, exactly. it was, it was a rude awakening. Uh, and so when I saw the 37, I was like, yo, that dude young as shit. Super young. So much he hasn't done and accomplished. And you know, I'm sure, Fuck. and and people may look at this like, oh, he was like a celebrity, he was rich and famous and loved, and like you know, I I don't think anybody's really gonna look at this and say like, oh, you know, he lived the full life. And it's like it doesn't really matter how much money you had or how much dude. how famous you were. Thirty seven is young. Like That's a young if time. you say, yo, Rain, I will give you a hundred million dollars, but you'll die at like forty. 
keep the hundred. Yeah, keep you know, keep it, keep um, whatever money I make, I make, but I want to live beyond that. Um, yeah. So this is just an unfortunate thing, a skiing accident, like something so simple, and you're just gone. Yeah. So um, you know, I I do not know how to pronounce his name, and I will not attempt to. But um, yeah, was, uh, I, I, yeah, and I'll try. Condolences uh, to his family. Gaspard Yulil. Uh, Yulil. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, condolences to his family, um, and just yeah, man, just a uh, just a, a casual fucking reminder, man. One here, one moment gone, the next. You know? Yeah. So, smoke them while you got it. I guess you know, as the uh, old saying goes. Now, here's a question. Yeah. Don't Obviously, ask a, don't ask a dark question off of that. That's terrible. It is a dark question. Ah, oh, shit. Obviously, there's a vacancy here <laughs> for his role. Oh, in for the show. Nah, you. I think. How you, quickly <laughs> can the studio recast? Recast. I don't think with something like this, you can just recast. Well, f- for looking at this from the studio's perspective, right? Because these are the things that they do have to consider. Unfortunately, after somebody like or something like this happens and somebody passes away, uh, is is that you're coming out the series right now? Mm-hmm. So. Fortunately for you, you have a lot of time before you actually have to make any sort of calls yeah. uh, in terms of. And so I think this is different than the uh, Chadwick Boseman situation, right? Because uh, Chadwick Boseman. They were set to begin filming fairly soon after. Like it was. I mean, I don't know how far away they were at that point, because I think that was like maybe a couple of years ago now. Right. That that Chadwick Boseman passed out. I think yeah. it was 18 somewhere around there. I think it was two years since. Yeah, so that would be make it nineteen, I guess. Yeah, and I think it was like at, towards the end of nineteen, or maybe three years. Jeez. Um, uh, so you're you're about to do you're about to get in production on like a new film then, and so it's just like, well, fuck. Well, what do we do with our? This is our. This is the title character, you know, yeah. for the for the movie. Um, so I think here they won't have to make that call for a little while. So if they did want to recast, I think they could also it's, it's, you know, it's not like he's like the, the build, you know, the, 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 the title character here. So it's not something that people are going to be like, I guess, super attached to. Um, so yeah, I think they got to, you know, looking at it from sort of a very sort of grim perspective, they've got a couple different options, but for right now, f- fuck that. Now here's a better question yeah. though. Let's say you're an actor. Mm-hmm. And it was between you and him for the role. He won the role. Yeah. Do you go back? Do you call your agent? Well, naturally, right? Like if 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 if, if I don't. Well, I guess maybe the question you're asking is how soon after exactly <laughs> this like happens? Breaking you news. Your, you know, what I mean, Jesus it's Christ. happening right now on CSN, the, CNN. You're just like dark conversation. Can <laughs> you reach out to the Marvel? Jesus, <laughs> is that what you would do? Yeah. Yo, fuck. That's dark. Immediately yeah. afterwards, when you hear the news, then I would send my condolences. But, you know, rents do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, I'm not. Yeah. You are a terrible person. Yo, I am a despicable human being. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, so let, let's get into our trailers, dude. Uh, unless there's, like, have we watched anything in common that we, we want to talk about? In life? Did we talk about True Story last week? Um, I don't think. I don't. Yeah. It was, so actually, we yeah, did we talk did. about we it. I think we it, chatted yeah. about it just a teeny bit. Yeah. Um. What are you, What else are you watching right now? What What's What's So uh, I know you're watching uh, a bit of Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba uh, Fett, Peacemaker. I'm, I'm on episode three of that. Great show. Really funny show. Um. Yeah. I just finished the final episode of the the second installment of Dexter: New Blood. Okay. Um. I've, I've heard it was better. 
than it, how it, it ended. It, it was definitely better. Yeah. Um, there was, there's a lot of things. Have you ever seen Dexter? Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things about the show that um, I don't like. And <laughs> there's a, there, there was a path of ease for this particular character throughout the show that over time, like in the first three or four seasons, you're willing to accept it. Like, oh, okay. You know, he just walked up to the front door and killed somebody. Just, no one saw him. Okay. You know, I like the character. I like the show. The I love the actors. You, you're definitely going to fall in love with the actors and the storyline and just the whole premise behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was definitely a path of ease. And I blamed it on it being like early 2000s. Like, they didn't have ring doorbells back then. <laughs> you couldn't you fucking look at your phone and see if there anybody was in your house. Like, so maybe, you know, home invasions, burglary, blah, 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 was a little bit easier back then. Yeah. But there was a, again, there was a path of ease for this particular character. And I feel like there was a lot of, there was character development was not really like a great thing in this show. It was just like, we already make good shit. Like the, the idea is good. So we're just going to keep doing the idea. Yeah. But we're not going to, there's going to be like very little growth mm. in the first installment. In the second installment, you did see a lot of growth. You mean of the two parts of this additional season that it's got? Uh, so so there's Dexter, then there's Dexter New Blood. Right. And so for this New Blood, it was cut up into two parts. Um, no, well, is it? No, no, I, I, no I'm so, literally asking yeah, you. <laughs> Dexter New Blood is just, I, I'm pretty sure it's, oh, it's just, just all one, one installment. 12, gotcha. like, I think it's like 10, it's either 10 or 12 episodes, one of those numbers. I know it's not 11. Okay, so it's um, just, a, just a new season. Then. Yeah, it's kind of like what they did with Breaking Bad, except instead of doing a movie, they just did like, you know, hey, we're going to give you 10 more episodes and like wrap oh, the story okay. up, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it, it was really good. It was much better. I liked it. It was fun to watch. It was exciting. It it, it gave you everything that you hoped it would give you. Mm. Um, I just hope that it, they, it it would be a little bit more modern. It would adapt to the times. Like, you know, you're not just walking up to anybody's house anymore. Otherwise, you're going to be on camera. Um, so like little things like that bothered me, but... Great way to end the thing and tie it up with a nice bow, much better than they did before. Because people hated the way it ended the first time. Mm. It was terrible. Yeah, I heard there was a there's a, some uproar about uh, it just not being good, um, which is it, it. It's tough, man. Endings are really fucking tough, which I don't. I think people don't acknowledge. Yeah, you're never gonna make lot. everybody happy. You're never going to make everybody so. So like, why try? I, I again, I, I love the way the Sopranos ended. I. I because I knew about the ending before I actually watched the series, but I even loved it more after yeah. <laughs> after watching. Because it was like, you know what? Fuck it. That's I know we disagree a little bit on 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 the end or how it should have ended or or what they could have done there at the end. But I I just think endings are just tough, man. Like they're just to wrap everything up in a nice little bow and to, to like fucking make things. Uh, I uh, um, Issa Rae series. Uh, Insecure, insecure, just ended. Uh, I love the way that ended. You know, mm-hmm. it ended in, on on just kind of just like she's living her life. You know, tip, yeah. and it was cool as shit. You know, what like, do you prefer? Do you prefer films or shows where it's like in the end they tie everything up with a nice, neat little bow? Depends on the story. True, very, yeah. very. I, much I, I, I'm always like a live in the um, moment person. Like, mm-hmm. just have it make sense to the story. Um, if that's the story you're telling, if you're, if you're telling this story that's highly dependent and I'm going to, I'm going to, with the way that I'm thinking about this, I'm going to butcher the way that I'm going to say it. But, uh, if, if it's, if you're giving me a very specific story arc and like I've been tracking this particular story the whole time, 
then I need you to give me what the conclusion to that arc is. Even if it's something that's like, I don't know. Even if it's something that's like not necessarily what I would want, but at least yeah. m- complete the arc for me, right? Yeah. But if you're if you if the whole like if it's like Seinfeld or if it's insecure and you're just like you're peering into somebody's life, then I'm actually okay with it just ending kind of like yeah, whatever. Life yeah. goes on, you know? Like like I don't need it to be like this thing where it's just like I need everything wrapped up and in fact I and I like people like I I like people who dare to do shit right like Mm -hmm. don't just give me some like like breaking bad everybody raves and we've talked about on the podcast before everybody raves about the ending of breaking bad but i've always viewed it as like eh it was all right it's kind of like paint by numbers it's just like yeah yeah. i could have told you all of that was going to happen before watching the episode yeah he was going to tie shit up with skyler he did uh everything was wrapped up in a nice neat little bow for the most part and that's how they ended that yeah um so I'll kind of answer my own question and I hope I answer it the right way because I think to your point, like it's kind of like a hard question to answer because there's yeah. so much nuance, right? When I'm watching a show and the show is involves many characters and many different storylines and mm-hmm. like many people's different lenses and perspectives, I like it to be wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow because it's like you care, you especially if it's a good show and you grow to... What you mean or... Is what you mean by that, meaning that you have to have all of the characters, whatever arcs that they have for each character you want to see wrapped up. Yes. Yeah. I want that closure. Right. Like I want like, oh, these characters, like they get married and they fall in love. Like we've, you know, I think in Friends, some of that happens. Right. Like you see Chandler and um, Monica, Monica have a baby and start a family. Right. I think uh, 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 Ross. Doesn't he like chase Rachel down? At, at, something that happens at the airport or whatever. Yeah, he goes to the airport, doesn't catch her, um, and then she just ends up getting off the flight anyways. And, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, th- I think when he comes back, she's there or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So like, you get closure there, and you get. Um, I think what, what happened with Phoebe? Didn't she like uh, her and the dude? Because uh, she was d- dating what Paul Red's character. I forget what his name is in the show. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know but I think they got. I'm pretty sure they got married and. I don't know if they had kids or anything like that, but, um, but yeah. I'm yeah. Sure and like, I feel like all of those characters, you got to see like, all right, you know, I don't know what, who knows what happened between like Ross and Rachel, if they, if they stayed married, if they got divorced, but, but you got that little bit of closure saying like, all right, you know, like the thing we, we wanted to happen, happened for them and we got to see it and it felt good. Um, so in stories where there's plenty of characters, a bunch of different storylines, like I like to get closure. I have to know what happens with all these different people. When it's a show or a movie that has like, that's telling a story from a singular character's perspective in those situations. I'm kind of fine with it being a little bit more open. Like, you know, um, the Sopranos is really about Tony Soprano. Sure. There was his family and whatnot, but it was really about Tony Soprano. Bring the, mic a little closer. the The show ended and you, you kind of don't, you, you can kind of tell what is about to happen to Tony, but you don't know. And I think like, that's why a lot of people didn't like it. Cause they wanted to see Tony get shot. Yeah. Right. That's how it should end. Whereas I'm fine with, you know, we think we know what's about to happen. Maybe he, you know, maybe he fought back. Maybe he got away. Maybe that wasn't the end of his story. And I'm fine with that because it was just a one person story. And you don't always, closure is a, there was this great quote that I love. Closure is a luxury that not everybody's going to get. Yeah. That, Never, that's, that's life. And I, and yeah. I, and I love when that's depicted on screen that sometimes we're not going to get this in, in life. We rarely get closure, yeah. right? There's so many relationships. There's so many Relationships, that happen, friendships at work you get no closure on you just you just don't see that person anymore you don't talk to that person anymore and then 
fucking 30 years has gone by. Yeah. You know? Like literally in every part. The other day I went to Chick-fil-A and I ordered a bunch of food and like I was supposed to get mac and cheese and I drove away. I didn't get my mac and cheese. There was no closure. <laughs> End of that story, I don't know yeah. what happened to that mac and cheese. <laughs> I didn't get closure, but like that's life. Somebody ate it for lunch. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Somebody was like, yo, somebody left your mac and cheese and fucked this up on my lunch break. I'll uh, never know. Yeah, I just learned right now that Chick-fil-A has mac and cheese. Didn't know. What? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Very good. No, mac no, and okay. Cheese. All right. Yeah, I have to check that out sometime. Um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, so we're gonna get to some trailers that we didn't actually get to last week, uh, which will be cool. Uh, let me yeah, see. Which will I... be cool. Uh, there we go. Um, so this first one is Bel Air. Uh, so this is a dramatic retelling of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, directed by Morgan Cooper, or I guess developed by Morgan Cooper and Will Smith, uh, written by Chris Collins and Morgan Cooper as well, uh, starring Jabari Banks, uh, Cassandra Freeman, Adrian Holmes, Coco Jones, uh, and is due out February thirteenth on Peacock, of all places. Um, Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> if they just announce a name change, I'm okay with it. <laughs> As I'm watching something, they just pause my show. <laughs> just like we are now, we are now something way better. Some yeah, shit like that. Just literally anything else other than Peacock. That sounds so dumb. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we digress. Uh, let's check out uh, Bel Air. This time we're trying to make you forget who you are and where you came from. Don't let it do that. Jeffrey Thompson, house manager. Will! Oh, Bill! Ten years is a long time. Let me show you around. I don't think so. Hillary! That, that's what they said. He said Jeffrey Thompson. Let's go find you something fit for a prince. What do you think? I made you look. Okay. Feeling a nice. Uncle Phil! I'm glad you're safe. We'll talk later. Cousin Will! Yo! Is this really baby Ashley? You're a long way from home, Mom. Oh, Tim. How you been? You know, driving. I hope uh, one day we can talk about why you're really here. Do you know why I'm here from Philly? Scrapping the bull court. Going nasty. Oh, do that! Was it you? Now some bad man from Philly, he want to deal with you. Is Uncle Phil Jamaican? Hmm? Is Uncle Phil Jamaican? Uh, I don't think that's Uncle Phil. That story. wasn't Uncle Phil. Came to Bel Air for yeah, that's a better education. Simple. Be patient. Give this a real chance. We have a different set of rules here, okay? If you want to do well, just keep your head down and follow my lead. Oh, whoa, whoa. Man, you know I'm a rep West Philly wherever I go. Yo, King, what's up, man? No, love. Look around. These are my people. What? From now on, steer clear. Welcome to Bel Air. What the hell is my life? Yo, chill out, bro. Maybe Will just isn't cut out for this. Why are we working so hard to save a boy who doesn't want to be saved? Because we owe it to him. A real man takes responsibility for his actions. A real man knows when to let go of his pride and make the most out of a second chance. Be the Will who charmed West Philly with his talent and swag. Let the music diffuse all attention.
There's no going back. Bel Air. Much better than I'd anticipated. Yeah? Um, a lot better than I'd anticipated. I love huh. each... I love, like So far, based off what I've seen, based off the trailer, I love who they've casted in each role. Mm-hmm. Um, character, or actors and actresses that seem like they're going to carry a lot of weight for the show. Like... But in like a in a in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know and we love Uncle Phil, so they couldn't. If you if you tried to recreate Uncle Phil for me and give me the same Uncle, like like I'm gonna get like an older, heavier set black man who looks the same as the, I'm not gonna believe it, yeah. the Uncle Phil. I wouldn't believe it. You have yeah. to give me something different, but it also still has to be good. Yeah, every character that I've seen in the show is different from what they gave us the first time, but it works somehow. Yeah, um, I like the music. I like the I, I, I like the what I feel like the story that they're telling here is you know he he didn't just get into you know something out on the basketball, basketball court, court. <laughs> yeah it wasn't that it was like he's in some real trouble and that trouble yeah. may follow him to Bel Air um, and he's not just dealing with he's gonna deal with Will Smith in the original Fresh Prince dealt with a lot of like real world situations like the experience of a young black man who yeah but I, I don't I feel like it's gonna probably be a bit more prominent here like I feel like. In the original installment of The Fresh Prince, they may have chose to be very particular about how they address certain social topics. Mm-hmm. Whereas where we are today, you don't have to, you know, bite your tongue sometimes because you don't want to like upset white people, right? Like now, like you can you can say what you have to say. Um, and because you have that freedom, that power, and that flexibility, you have that platform. And I feel like this show is gonna do that. Yeah. I think the thing that sort of jumped off the page to me uh, with the the shows, I, I love the dramatic because I, I feel like uh, the story of the Freshman's Bel Air really does lend itself to like a more dramatic telling because it really isn't a fish out of water, you know, sort of story that can be done very dramatically, you yeah. know, um, that you take this kid from West Philly and you plop him in the middle of this fucking bougie ass Bel Air, um, you know, uh, uh, community. Um, and given that his family there seemingly is, is mad bougie and, you know, has, is, is tied to their own sort of way of life. Uh, and he's introducing a completely different, you know, aspect, uh, or, or perspective. Uh, so it definitely does lend itself to a, to a dramatic telling. What I'm hoping for though, is that it doesn't completely get, o- get, uh, get away from its origins with being a comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not too much of a departure. It's be, yeah. Because what I don't want is for this just to be a, like fucking one of those kind of like teen dramas. That's just like literally always serious. Somebody's always crying. Something's oh, always yeah, happening. It's just like, yo, just everyone's falling break. in love every yeah, other episode. Exactly. Like we just met this school year. And I love, but you, I love you already. Oh my so. God. It's just like, yo, like the I, fucking I, vampire diaries. Type w- shit. Yeah. Oh my God. One thing that I enjoy so much in just, uh, in, in, in shows in movies is variety. It's one of the reasons why, um, uh, the fifth element is one of my favorite movies of all time is because it's this weird fucking combination of just, uh, odd shit, uh, where it's, you get, you get some drama, you get some action, you get some, uh, sci-fi shit, you get comedy. Music was great. Music was awesome. It just had 
a little bit of everything, even though it was a weird fucking combination and it ended up in this weird sort of package, but it's just like a little bit of everything, you know? And that's what I enjoy so much about, you know, uh, like I, I can watch like a horror movie and it's just, you know, basically all just horror or whatever. I can, I can do that. Yeah. But when I watch something like this, I, I need, give me a little bit of everything. Don't just be serious all the time and fucking have everybody be storming out of rooms every five minutes. It's like, no, like introduce. Cause that's what life is. Life is sometimes you laugh, uh, laugh now, cry later, as they say with, uh, as, as Drake puts it, right? you like, that's what life is. It's, it's a combination of everything. It's not just one thing, you know? And when it becomes the one thing, then it just, it all feels way yeah. too heavy, you know? Like even in real life, it feels way too heavy when for like a week straight, it's just nothing but just chaos and drama. Yeah. Yeah, let's slow know, it all fucking down. Here. I'm so glad you said that. And the yeah. reason I mentioned uh, Vampire Diaries is because like my that's my girlfriend's favorite show, right? Mm-hmm. And like, yo, like literally every episode is like, I'll do anything for you. I love you. Like we literally just met the school <laughs> year. You're the new yeah. student, and we had two classes together. And by the end of the school day, I love you. And it's like yeah. that's unrealistic. Yeah. And then every episode was about like how much I have to show you I love you more I love you more and it's like yo there's no comedy yeah. the music isn't great like, like I can't the, take the relationship serious if I don't see y'all cutting up if I don't see the reason why you fuck with that person yeah. like I, I do agree that sometimes you just like I remember like in high school I remember meeting uh, a girl uh, and and I remember uh, I can't I can't have the fucking audience see how I like, kill this fucking Never. nobody would have known yeah, <laughs> you could have edited that uh, no this is <laughs> happening live it's happening live um uh uh, I remember meeting uh, a, a girl and, and I remember like from literally from the moment that I saw her, I was like something here like that, that, that I feel and then I got to know her and it confirmed the way that I felt but we had everything in between like it was we laughed we we were serious with each other like it, it was just like the whole gamut of like emotions you know what I mean yeah and I feel like when that is removed in favor of just the dramatic parts yeah then it becomes just it's like why are we here? Like, yeah. what is the, what is the thing? What I know I'm saying that I love you, but what is the, what is the meaning behind it? Like, why do I, you know, like, like if we've never like laughed, I can't, I can't really love somebody if I've never laughed with you. Yeah. If I've never cut up with you, if I've never, if you've never made fun of me and I've never made fun of you. If there's never been any type of challenge or test that like, like, all right, is this thing real? You did the litmus test, right? Yeah. Is this thing real? If you haven't had that, then like, how do you really know? Yeah. But again, you know, uh, Vampire Diaries was too dramatic. It was too much about love, and there wasn't that humor. There wasn't uh, the other elements of it that, like, for me, would have made it more interesting, made it more believable. Yeah. Um. You know, I mentioned Dexter earlier. Dexter was too much about despair and loss, and like, oh, I'm this this person that nobody knows, and like, the show really wasn't funny. It was, you know, the action really wasn't that great. It was it's just tough, like, yeah. it was too much of one thing. Like even The Sopranos. The Sopranos. It had a lot of fucking comedy in it, you know. There were a lot of weird fucking situations that Tony would find himself in, that the kids would find themselves in. Some of it was fucked up, right? Also, some of it was funny as shit. Some some people died in some really fucked up ways. Tony Soprano, he made like you know, and this is a testament to uh, James Gandolfini's acting ability. Tony could be really fucking funny and then just go off and kill somebody, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because he was you know, and he played that person dealing with like schizophrenic well, no, he wasn't schizophrenic he, had, he was dealing with no, depression like, yeah, but depression. he was also bipolar right he played that so well um, what I really like about this show I, you just it just feels like you're gonna get a lot of really good stuff um, it feels like you're gonna get maybe a little bit more action than you got because there's obviously somebody in Bel Air that's maybe out to get Will who traveled from Philadelphia um, 
I feel like we're gonna get good music. We so we heard oh, yeah. it in the trailer. We're gonna get like fashion, and you're gonna get like up to date type of things. But I do feel like you're gonna get some really good storytelling. But you're right. I do hope it's not too far of a departure from the comedy, which was the core of the show that we got in the original installment. Well, yeah, and I and I feel like they're they're going to want because we know this is a dramatic retelling of this story. I feel like what they what they I, I hope they they don't feel like they have to compensate, meaning mm-hmm. that like I hope they don't feel like they have to they have to go super dramatic in order to kind of distance itself from the original. But uh, one thing that actually did come out, I don't know if you saw the skit from SNL where they did the uh, since they're coming out with Bel Air, they're coming out with uh, Urkel. Where it's just like a dramatic retelling of uh, they are they really doing no, they're not really it was doing a joke it. it's just gotcha, like a, it was like a skit that they did uh, and I was watching the skit it was actually I wasn't sure how to feel about it uh, it was kind of like it was kind of funny but also it was just like damn is this how you uh, nigga see niggas yeah. like, <laughs> like, I was like oh let's put Pete Davidson in it he's colored isn't he <laughs> just make this thing not like it was just. It was just, I don't know, it, it kind of, it, it rubbed me the wrong way, and I wasn't exactly sure why it rubbed me the wrong yeah. way, but anyways, let's move on with our next uh, trailer here, um, so yeah, I know this is something you're going to enjoy very much, I don't know if you've already watched the, the trailer for this, but I haven't, right. oh, there you go, I you've have been, not, you've been good, uh, so we've got Power Book 4, Force, uh, and this one has to do, we've, we've had uh, Power, the original series. We've had Power Book 2, Ghost. We've had Power Book 3, Raising Kanan. Uh, and now we're getting Power. What the fuck happened to Tasha? Is she dead? What did happen to Tasha? Did, did you did um, you ever end up actually watching Ghost? So in Power Book 2, yeah, yeah. Um, she was in jail and then mm-hmm. Tariq was trying to get her out of jail. Yeah, uh, I never finished it, um, but before I, before I watch this, because I definitely want to watch Force, I'm going to watch the uh, Power Book. I'm going to watch Power book two and then three and then whatever and all the fucking <laughs> I, I hear bmf is great I, yeah. I a lot of people say bmf was actually better than power yeah. which is interesting i don't know what the fuck that is, what is um it's like the story uh so it's another 50 percent uh 50 percent <laughs> <laughs> that should be yeah. his nickname right? 50 percent <laughs> um, it's another yeah, i'm sure 50- somebody has that nickname Probably. Fifty uh, percent. <laughs> you don't earn that nickname for a good reason. You know I mean, your girls all you're all you, you can you can't get it up. You're always fifty percent. Game is fifty percent. <laughs> oh, Whoops. Um, but no. So I, I, again, I didn't finish the show. But um, uh, BMF is like another fifty percent. Jesus. I said it again. You really want him to be fifty. <laughs> it's another fifty cent um, production. Um, I think he's like the executive producer of it, and it's about like Big Meech. You know how all the rappers rap about yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Big Meech. It's that story. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, so uh, this follows Tommy as he cuts ties uh, and puts New York in his rearview mirror for good. Uh, headed out west, I believe, to, to Cali, mm-hmm. California. Yep. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, created by uh, Robert Munich. And multiple writers, of course, uh, and of course, stars Joseph uh, Sikora as Tommy Egan. Uh, also stars Chris uh, Lofton, uh, Gabrielle Ryan, and Paulina um, Nijin, uh, and is due out February sixth of this particular year. Uh, I'm assuming this is going to be on Stars as well, um, as well as I'm sure we're going to get some guest appearances from some people we know. Uh, I would imagine there are going to be a few people who are going to make. Appearances. Yeah, sure, Do you I'm mean sure like Lobos is dead or Logos, whatever the fuck his name is? Yeah, they're gonna be. Has to be some people from the original story that are gonna resurface in some yep. way or another. Um, but I'm really. I think I feel like Power had a lot of like really interesting cast 
members. Um, so I'm interested to see who, like, you know, celebrities. He's in L.A., of course. I'm interested to see who else pops up in the show. Yeah. Fucking LeBron or something like that. Yeah, 50 is just going to pop back up. Like, guys, I'm, I'm live somehow. My fucking Eminem. Re- re- I, would, maybe, I would be surprised if Eminem's yeah. in the shit. Something like that. All right, let's check it out. Uh, Power Book 4. Force. And this crazy white boy saved your alleged gun jamming ass and just bounce with your paper and drugs. Like Casper the Ghost. What did you find out about the mystery man? New York is over. It's my chance. Oh, oh shit. Got the same whip. To a guy like me. You work for? I ain't work for nobody. I'm a free agent. Walter Flynn. You made quite an impression on my family. Out here trying to make money. He moves. You clock in my city. It gonna be a problem if I am? You don't wanna stick around to find out. Let's find out then. been in this city long enough to have any enemies I, I got three three enemies that's definitely it you're definitely a man's blooded blood man alone don't last long in these streets i'll take care of it you're not afraid of hell sometimes i think i'm already there i'm sure Okay, so we remember from Power that who who was in Chicago? Wasn't it like Jason Mitchich? Uh, I don't fucking the Russians. Know. I, 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 think it was, I barely remember what the fuck happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jason and like the Russians, they were like deep and heavy in Chicago, sure. and they asked. They were the ones who asked him to go out to like to leave Ghost and go out to L.A. to set up shop for them. Sure, so they can take over Los Angeles. So I think this is obviously. It looks like they welcome to Chicago. It looks like they're picking back up off that. Story oh, Chicago? Line. I thought it was Cali. Was it Cali? Um, oh, it definitely wasn't. It was like cold as shit there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of snow and shit like that. But yeah, I, I thought he was going to California too. Yeah, I but, thought that's um, what they said. But uh, no, it looks like he uh, Shy Town made a stop in Chicago. Well, let me look at this real quick. Let me let me research this. Where? Is yeah, I'm seeing time? as I'm rewatching this trailer. Um, there's snow everywhere. They're in Chicago. Are going in. I think drug dealers in Chicago, in my opinion, are like the most honorable. Oh, it is. Yeah, Chicago. Because it's cold as fuck in Chicago. Like a different type of cold. It's not like New York cold <laughs> is like, you know, it's you get the right jacket, you you know, no, hat you got gloves. That lake, the lake coldness yeah. in fucking like in New York, you could Chateau. you could take I could take my Maryland winter jacket to to New York and I'll be okay. Chicago's disrespectful. Chicago, you have to like buy your winter jacket in Chicago. It has to be made there in order to, for you to survive there. It's that type of disrespect. Yeah. Um, but either way, you know, great, great. I don't give a fuck where Tommy goes, honestly. I just want to see more of Tommy. Yo, you know, I, what I was going to say right before we um, 
or, or as I was watching it is that I'm glad that he's getting his own show. And I wasn't really, I don't really care. Like I don't, I, I, I we talked about it before. I think the power story is just so convoluted and stupid that I just, I don't, I don't, I, fucking I, I hate it. love it. I fucking hate it. Um, but I do think that Tommy was a character that we didn't get to explore enough, even though we spent a lot of fucking time with him. We spent a lot of time with Tommy and still kind of don't fucking understand Tommy at all. Like, I, I don't think we understand his like motives. I don't think we he's just like, I'm just a killer. That's just who the fuck I am. That's what I am. I wish we could get like a little bit more into that. Like, well, obviously, we have this stuff with his mom. You know, his mom has a lot to do with, you know, yeah. uh, the way he's turned out. His dad. Uh, has a lot to do with the way he's turned out ghost had a lot to do with the way he's turned out but i still don't think we understand tommy tommy i don't think that we're going to be able to get to like no tommy but at least he gets his own platform where they have no choice but to explain some shit with tommy yeah they, they need some content for for, exactly. for the next they're gonna have to give us something a little bit they're gonna have to dig a little bit deeper and give us like some insight into his psyche and like who he is as a person and i feel like his relationship with ghost um the way they kind of set it up, especially towards the end, was like it was a somewhat of a codependent relationship, right? Yeah. Like he was, they were brothers, but he was kind of like his little brother, right? And this is going to be Tommy's chance to like move out of move out of the house, you know, go off to college, and you find yourself, and you you become like your own man in a sense. Um, I'm looking forward to this. This shit looks great. Yeah, one hundred percent. Fuck, now I have to get stars. Damn, what am I going to cancel? I can't keep everything. We have to cancel like Apple TV. No, we gotta. I was gonna. I was gonna talk to you about this. We gotta like fucking. We gotta tag team this. This is. We gotta Just like go head. through our list of like who has like, what. You pay for that. I pay for this. Like we gotta like because it's, it's getting dumb. Yeah, it's getting dumb. I'm not gonna lie. Like, but we gotta keep it small. It can't be like none of that. Eighteen thousand people have the fucking you know yeah, the, the yeah, sign yeah. in shit. Because then when you're trying to watch, that is kicking you off because somebody else is watching. Oh man, know? that's the worst. Yeah, that's happened yeah. a few times, but that is the worst. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. Uh, we'll have to connect offline because we don't want them to know our. No, 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 no. Yeah, we can't. We yeah, you gotta keep that quiet for them though. They'll definitely hear that shit. Cut our stream on the podcast. Cut the fucking connection. Mid episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's let's hop to our our final trailer here. Um, I'm excited to see this because I've been uh, yeah I've been um, we've been hearing about it for 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 a while now, but uh, we just got a trailer for Moon Knight that premiered actually during the uh, halftime of uh, the L.A. Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals Monday Night Football, um, the last of the year, uh, and uh, so this uh, this story talks about or, or, or focuses on a former Marine struggling with a dissociative identity disorder um, who is granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god, but he soon finds out uh, that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. This is a show created by Jeremy Slater, uh, obviously multiple writers, um, but of course the incomparable Oscar Isaac. One of my favorite actors, I think of all time, dude. I, 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 there is nothing that this man can do that I'm like, I don't like it. There's nothing. I've never seen him in a movie where I'm like, eh, yeah, I, like I, I don't think there's ever been a. He's like Steph Curry, you know. what I mean, it's just fucking. Just keep shooting. No he matter what him. character, even some shit I've seen, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm gonna believe Oscar Isaac in this particular role or in this movie. Lights it up, lights it yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and this looks like it's gonna be another hit for me. Um. I'm not gonna lie, I've seen the trailer. You son of a bitch! I, it was doing my Rams God, Arizona games. Turn the channel. That's what I did. I couldn't do it. I couldn't turn you away. Son of a um, bitch. But. There are some things that I think I saw 
or that, that you may have missed that I want to receive. So I let's, gotcha, let's I gotcha. do it. Uh, so uh, also, also in this, we have Ethan Hawke. We have Gaspard uh, Yulil. And I, again, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. But uh, but we just found out that he passed away. So uh, condolences there. And then May Kalama. Uh, Kalama. Why? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, this is due out March 30th of this year. Without further ado, let's check out Moon Knight. Whoops. Uh, let's see here. Three, two. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I have a sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I'm losing it. We'll catch you on. You're bloody useless, Stevie. Steven. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between my eyes and dreams. dreams. Thank you. Lost the contact lens. Hope you find it. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, you're alive. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? That must be very difficult. The voice in your head. Shut up! There's chaos in you. Embrace the chaos. Okay, that was pretty fucking intense, is what I can tell you. All right, what are your thoughts? Um, obviously, Oscar Isaac, I think he's going to do great in this role. He has the acting ability to make whatever story that they're going to tell here, in my opinion, believable. We've seen him in many roles, so like, I'm not worried about that. Um, I love the uh, the costume design for the Moon Knight. Very, very, very consistent with the comic book. Um, so the Moon Knight, I, I think it, he's... Kind of his powers are given to him by like the the, the moon god. Uh, I believe it's like Kung Kung uh, Kung Shu or something like that. Sure. Um, so and he has like this dissociative. What is it called? Uh, identity dissociative design. identity disorder. Yeah, um, it's basically what we used to call multiple personality. Yeah, schizophrenia, multiple. Yeah, well, schizophrenia. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's a whole different. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. But uh, yeah, dissociative identity disorder is yeah basically the same or what we used to identify as. Uh, multiple personalities. Yeah, so so he's you know former CIA operative, former uh, mercenary with you know uh, dissociative identity disorder who is now somewhat chosen to become this like this this you know the keeper of the night right moon uh, moon night. Um, I really like this story. I love how Marvel is somewhat finding these 
characters that have like really really great stories and they're bringing it to life like this one no nobody really saw this coming but this looks like a phenomenal story so i did some some like background research on the character itself and this is um a lot of people say moon knight is like batman's like a knockoff of batman right um because they're both like these night prowling vigilante you know crime fighters right um, but I think they have very interesting, unique stories. And I love Moon Knight's story. Um, I also know that Moon Knight would fuck Batman up. You know, he's got powers. Yeah, he's actually got actually Um He doesn't have many powers. He's not like as strong as like Captain America or Thor or any of those guys. But he's got powers. Uh, what's his bank account look like? Because that's usually how Batman fucks people up. Exactly. So like there's a big... Economics. Yeah, there, there's, there's a conversation <laughs> going on right now about like who would actually win in a fight. Um, I think Moon Knight etches out Batman... In terms of like hand-to-hand physical combat, um, Moon Knight has been known to like display certain powers, like elevated human strength, and you know he can glide his with the cape, somewhat kind of like a Spawn type of character. Mm. Um, where Batman would win is like uh, you know in the gadgets and the tech and all that stuff. Um, but this 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 story looks great. I wonder how this is going to tie into the greater MCU um, because it, there is it, it is alleged that this character will be featured in other upcoming Marvel projects. Um, there are a lot of people on the internet right now talking about um, a potential future for, uh, what is it called? Sons of the Night, I think I think it's called. Mm. Um, where it's, it's like a mashup. It's kind of like the Defenders, right? And I think Sons of the Night are, it's um, so it's Moon Knight, uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, uh, f- maybe Luke Cage is a part of this group, maybe not. Uh, but it's like those nighttime dwelling street level Marvel superheroes. So I'm really looking forward to this. this I mean there's great. a fucking there's a matchup mashup of literally everybody. Like there's there's a group for they've got like one that's called the Illuminati that might there some are speculating they're gonna have like Doctor Strange and other people in it and shit like that. It's just like yo, they've got eight thousand different groups. All right, uh, all of them have spinoff of, uh, spinoffs of each other. All of them have like uh, young versions of the of the group. We're, we're probably at some point going to get the young Avengers is like the, the, everybody's got a fucking click. All right. So yeah. like whenever I see anybody, I just assume that they're about to click up with somebody else, you know? Um, but uh, seeing this trailer, man, interesting, interesting trailer. Um, a little different than what I was going into expecting. Um, but still interesting. Nonetheless, I'm very interested to see what Ethan Hawke's going to do here, uh, with his, uh, character. And I purposely didn't like look up who's anybody, what any, anybody's character was. Uh, I made that mistake with, uh, I remember watching the winter soldier. Um, and I remember looking up, oh man, wait, who the fuck is this winter soldier guy? You know? And I found, oh shit, it's Bucky. I was like, fuck. All right. Well, I ruined that for myself. So I kind of, and I'm trying to do this with a lot of, uh, of these sort of like you know marvel dc things um trying to kind of just stay away from the rumor mill like uh so for dr strange i'm really even though it's fucking hard because people in their fucking thumbnails just put up the hey this thing's happening he's like motherfucker i slow down like yeah. i didn't ask for that like um you know it's so funny how people t- you know start everything off spoiler alert he's like motherfucker you spoiled it for me with your headline with like <laughs> with yeah. like the actual thumbnail that you threw up you've let everything that you know that i didn't want to know known um but this this looks really interesting. Uh, really interesting that they're they're talking about like a lot of uh, you know the, obviously they're going to be dealing with like a lot of like mental health things here with mm-hmm. uh, this dissociative identity disorder. Um, uh, 
uh, and, and this is coming from a, from an interesting time for me because uh, it, it comes on the heels of me. I remember telling the story. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've told it on the podcast of me taking uh, an edible and having a very interesting reaction to it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, while I don't, th- you know, and it remains to be seen, but I don't think I have any sort of like actual like mental health issues from that perspective. It gave me a very clear window into what it could be yeah. uh and so this is this this trailer comes at a very sort of interesting time where i'm like yeah okay that, that you know that's interesting you know um but uh but i yeah and, and i think marvel's getting towards a moment here where they need to they need to find either the next tony stark or they need to find their next captain america they need to find somebody to hook onto because i don't think it's going to be spider-man because i think who knows how that whole thing is going to go with you know sony and 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 marvel so it's probably not going to be him maybe it'll be and it's much to your chagrin uh it might be captain marvel it might be brie larson with with the new captain marvel that's going to come out but they need to find somebody soon because we need somebody to anchor the ship or it, it might be dr strange right yeah or it could uh, be the, um you know falcon who's donning the um captain america mantle now but you see how so we like, know I ju- that, we know I, a Captain America four movies coming. Out. That was so long ago that I can't even you forgot about I that? forgot about that completely. <laughs> and when I say that long ago, that was like literally just like last year, right? That was two thousand one, yeah. yeah. I think, or two thousand twenty one rather. Uh, that that uh, Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier, I guess Captain America and the Winter Soldier uh, came out. Um, either way, they they need to steer us in a very clear direction here because I'm starting to get a little like. What should I be watching here? Because I can't watch all this shit. Uh, all you know, like it's tough to follow all these fucking. Like they they had their storylines from the Eternals. Yeah. Now I'm looking for Blade. Now I'm looking for Black Saber. Whatever the fuck that dude's called. Uh, Black, uh, Black Knight. Black Knight. Yep. Yeah. Whatever the fuck he was called. So um, I mean, and I'm glad you mentioned that, right? Because here's where I think. Again, I hope that this is a thing that's coming down the pipeline. And I, what I actually mentioned, I think I said like Sons of the Night or something like that. This this group is actually called Midnight Sons, right? So ah. this is a darker group, right? So we know Blade is coming, right? Like literally, like they're they're all like black. Is that... uh, <laughs> I'm joking, <no. laughs> but like so, Midnight Sons. The members of this uh, of this group are Blade, the Punisher, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, and Moon Knight, right? So we know a Blade movie is coming. That's been confirmed. Um, I believe that it's confirmed that uh, now that the Netflix Punisher has ended that project is going to come back Man, under they Disney should plus just, yeah they should just bring john bernthal the, back just start production that. today just make it up as you go that i don't care it's gonna, as long as you bring john Thur- bernthal back like it'll be good just just yeah i don't know why i can't see him in like any other role we saw him in king richard and i was just i was just waiting for him to fucking let loose on somebody <laughs> when else did i see him in recently he was in he was in something else recently that was really good um he played like a kind of like a somewhat of a quirky guy it was really that movie with who Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock. Uh, it was like a Netflix. How movie. you say her name? Bullock. 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 I'm pretty Bullock. sure it's Bullock. Uh, so it was a movie with Sandra Bullock. John Bernthal was in it. It was a Netflix original film uh, released in 2021. Really good movie. Um, so yeah, I saw him in that. He was great in that. But anyway, yeah. so uh, uh, these the Midnight Suns, Blade. We know Blade movies coming. Uh, I'm pretty sure Punisher's coming. Doctor Strange. We've seen plenty of Doctor Strange. Ghost Rider. It is rumored that they have greenlit a new Ghost Rider project, and I think they're going to use the same guy from. Um, the original uh, from the Ghost Rider version of um, uh, it was like one of the the Netflix shows, not uh, Agents of Shield. I think he was in Agents of Shield for a little bit, Ghost Rider. Um, but it was like a young guy, not Nicholas Cage, of course, a young guy who played Ghost Rider who was 
fucking phenomenal as Ghost I didn't Rider. I had Ghost Rider. Yeah. He's already so been introduced in the He's MCU? been introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, and shit. if they bring that guy back, he is like... You know, you know, we got we got the original Punisher movie with that actor. I forget his name. He he was pretty good as Punisher. But it was like John something, right? Yeah. Or, but then we got John Bernthal. I was like, yo, this guy's fucking serious. Yeah. We got Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider, and then this like this younger guy that they got in uh, Agents of Shield. He was like, he he, he could go toe to toe with Punisher. Not granted, he'd fuck Punisher up, but um, <laughs> anyway, set him on fire. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that project is coming, and then Moon Knight. We know it's so, like all the pieces of this puzzle are there. They just have to find a way to put it all together. So I'm excited to see what comes next from this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, I think we're, we're pretty excited about uh, Moon Knight coming through. But uh, at last, we, we move forward. Um, let, let's let's jump into our last story here. Um, yo. Um, so uh, last year or I guess the year before, I forget exactly what the timing is. Uh, we started hearing rumors. Um not even rumors, but uh, there were accusations made by Ray Fisher uh, against uh, not only um, John uh, Josh Whedon, but uh, basically the entirety of the WB, um, basically sort of taking them to task for conditions in which he said were basically abusive uh, conditions on the set of Justice League. Now, for those who don't remember, Justice League was kind of a troubled production because uh, it, of course, was um, uh, it began with Zack Snyder as uh, the director, but then his, I think his daughter passed away. And so he stepped away for that. But I think that WB didn't really like the direction that Justice League was going in anyways. So when he stepped away because of his daughter's passing in order to spend time with his family, they saw it as like an opportunity to just kind of push him out of the back door (laughs) uh, from the production overall. And so, uh, uh, they then asked Joss Whedon to step in to essentially uh, retool the things that had already been shot and reshoot some other things um, and uh, kind of like write the ship, I guess, as far as their viewpoint was uh, for the film. Uh, and of course, that is what led to Ray Fisher then saying that conditions on the set were, were pretty, uh, pretty poor and and uh, downright abusive at times from uh, Joss Whedon and that maybe WB or not maybe he essentially said that WB was also a culpable in it and, and, and that they didn't really do anything to, to sort of like rectify the situation. Yeah. Um, and so uh, after that, basically just like an avalanche of other people came out and said that, yeah, Joss Whedon's yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. That dude's a dick. In, in 2017, his ex-wife published that letter, that open yeah. letter, yeah. Um, pretty much calling him like a hypocrite, you know, because of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, People thought of him yeah, bring, as bring, sorry, bring the mic a little uh, closer. Sorry, because of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, people saw him as like this, like Hollywood, like ally, this feminist ally. Oh, he in was the right? he, he. It was he was much heralded as the you know, and I and I read the, the there was an article that just came out in Vulture, uh, which is I guess a part of the the New York uh, the either the New York Times or New York. I think it's New York Times. I'm pretty sure it's the New York Times. Um, and I I read the whole article. I didn't read a side to the article. I, I read the actual article itself. Um, and uh, and it details uh, how, you know, basically his history, uh, whoever wrote this was a pretty, pretty actually good writer uh, mm-hmm. that they build this story of how Joss Whedon from the beginning, um, where he was kind of just an awkward person and didn't really have like a family of his or didn't really wasn't really accepted by, you know, his own family. Um, so he sort of made this other family based off of the work that he was creating. So uh, the way that we're sort of told it. It's because his mom was, uh, you know, a, a feminist and 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 kind of instilled those things in him that 
he he too then sort of uh, I not only identified as such, but try to you know I you know show that he was uh, you know a, a feminist through his 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 work, which led him to uh, producing um, uh, or writing you know directing and or writing and show running um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, by all accounts, and there's still some argument of whether Buffy there's some people who look at it different ways that on one aspect is yeah it's it's definitely a a a flip on the 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 narrative you know that then you know uh you know women especially uh at that age you know oh just you know it's blonde you know stupid names oh they don't have anything to offer they're stupid they're whatever and buffy kind of flipped that on its head where it made her you know the character with a voice you know and with agency Mm -hmm. um who were fighting off all these sort of, you know, terrible things. Um, anyways, so he kind of built sort of a cult of his own, um, given the popularity of Buffy that, you know, these online, um, forums where, you know, and this is again, at the beginning stages of the internet. So I know it's a very long time ago. Early people blogs don't remember. chat rooms. Exactly. Remember people used to be in chat rooms? Yeah, chat rooms is popping <laughs> back in a day. Yo, they used to be live because yeah. yo, you didn't know what was going to happen. You're just, everybody was new to the show. Trying to read fifty like, conversations at yeah. once. I don't know what's going on. I'm just having fun. Yeah, I remember actually like connecting with people like online and thinking this is the weirdest shit ever. I don't yeah. know what the fuck this person looks like. I've never seen this person a day in my life, and yet we're connecting, we're vibing. It was just weird. Yeah, weird time. Yeah, and now it's just like no, that's the, that's the I'm, found out years later. He's got catfish. We're talking about a fat old white guy. Probably. Probably. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Joss Whedon. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, what, that's true. what if it's That'd a strange wild. universe? That's true. Um, anyways, uh, so, uh, so yeah, so he essentially built sort of this following based off of Buffy and the people who enjoyed Buffy. Uh, and it sort of gave him this sort of inflated ego, right? Like everybody's like, oh my God, you're such a feminist. You're great. You're this, you're that. And then he got to show run other shows, right? So he, Angel, Firefly, Dollhouse, all these other shows that he got to show run. Not only that, but then he went on to direct the Avengers, you know, which one of the, you know, uh, it sparked off or I guess it solidified the start of the MCU, right? Like it had been built up through Iron Man and then all the other individual movies like uh, Thor and Captain America and um, all these other uh, individual movies. And then it culminated in uh, the Avengers and they tasked uh, Joss Whedon with that. Now, flash forward to now in which uh, basically there have been a number of people who've come out and said that their experiences with Joss Whedon have been, uh, shall we say less than stellar. Yeah. Uh, so Ray Fisher, uh, as we talked about was one of them, um, on the set of, uh, justice league. Uh, and then we have charisma Carpenter mm-hmm. who is another notable person who she, she was, was in the uh, angel spinoff. Uh, no, she was in the Buffy spinoff, which was Angel. Okay. Um, and so, uh, and I, and I, yeah, sorry. I, 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 I make, is Angel, yeah. yeah and, and I, look, for anybody who, who needs to know out there, I am an avid Buffy fan. I am an avid Angel fan. It was like one of the first shows that I remember, like, oh, this is like, this is my shit. This is, yeah, I, yeah. I love this. Like, this I love my, this. Thing. This is yeah. my thing right here. Um, and so, um, and so, Charisma Carpenter, who played, um, uh, uh, Cordelia on uh, in both Buffy and Angel, uh, she explains how uh, 
he was just kind of casually, as she puts it, casually cruel to her. Yeah. Uh, and uh, once she was pregnant, that he essentially now again, this is what she she was saying. Not that it's not true, but this is essentially her account is that he called her fat. Uh, he asked her if she's going to keep it. Just a lot of shit that were just like, what the fuck? This yeah. is out of bounds, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and then other people like Michelle uh, Trenchenberg, and I, I think I'm pronouncing her name right, who who played uh, Buffy's sister on, uh, on on the show. It, it then came out that he there was like a rule that, oh, we can't even leave Joss alone with her because of a, a specific meeting that they had in which she came out in tears. So after that, they were like, yeah, Josh can't be alone. Now, apparently he didn't know anything about this. So he says, um, but anyways, just a lot of shit, a lot of smoke and not really any fires, but enough smoke where it's just like, there's a fire somewhere here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, all of that has culminated in Joss Whedon responding to all of these, uh, accusations and criticisms, uh, in, in this article, uh, for Vulture. Now, um, did, uh, how, did you, did you read parts of it or, yeah. or okay mm-hmm. um what was your takeaway from from his account i think josh whedon doesn't really understand too much about like how his comments you know in certain situations may have been cruel or um unnecessary or uh, i feel like I don't know if it's like an arrogance thing where he's like, well, I am who I am. I'm the creator of these things. And like, you know, I, I made a few comments, but no big deal. And, you know, I had like a half hearted. Sorry. Like that feels like his vibe, like his comments about Ray Fisher was basically just like, you know, he's just not that good of an actor. Um, yeah. His, his, the sentiment towards, um, the comments that were made by Gal Gadot and how she felt like, Oh, sorry. And Gal Gadot was a part of that too, where she said that she had very specific instances with him where he essentially like, uh, was like threatening her. Yeah. And, uh, and then he kind of passed that off as like, just (laughs) in like the worst way possible. He said, well, English isn't her first language. Yeah. And I can, and I can, you know, say very flowery things, uh, you know, using language. Uh, and it was just like, like if if that is if if just a advice casual advice to anybody out there, if your response to anything is oh well English isn't their first language, you're probably wrong about the thing yes. you're saying. You yeah. should probably just rethink that entire fucking exactly. situation, right? Because there should never be a point where you have to point to somebody not being or not English not being their first language that you're like, well, that's a justification yeah, like, for our perceived you, misunderstanding. But you may have misunderstood you because English yeah. is your first <laughs> yeah, language. I, I definitely still insulted you. You don't know you, English, like, bro. Like, yeah. what can I say? Yeah. I made a joke about you being a fat whore. Like, yeah. It was just a joke. <laughs> English isn't your first language. You just so you don't, don't understand. Get it. Yeah. You didn't get it. Yeah. And so he has this casualness to, he has this casual, like, unapologetic vibe to him. Yeah. From but I haven't met the motherfucker. I didn't go to his house. So, like, uh, I, <laughs> You know, who knows? But he really does seem to me like he doesn't understand why, you know, maybe the things he said or the things he did were wrong. Um, And I I can't tell if it's arrogance or if he's just ignorant to his behavior and his comments. And he feels like he feels like one of those person who, you know, may gaslight. Well, like, you know, like you're wrong. Like you're the one who said the wrong thing or you're just perceiving what I said wrong. Like I didn't actually like he has yeah, that I've heard a lot of people talking about, oh, he's a narcissist, he's a sociopath, all these other things. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know what's in this dude's heart. Uh, I, I know that, 
you're right in that he doesn't seem like he like understands like everything that's going on. It just seems like, oh, the world's falling apart around There's me. There's an explanation I, for like every interaction. Yeah. It seems like. And yeah. he, he feels like he, it seems like he can explain it away. Like, oh, English is not her first language. Or, yeah. Oh, he there, just wasn't that there, good of an There's actor. no accountability. Yeah. There's no, oh, I did something wrong. Even though I think he at various points he admits like like with his uh, ex-wife, he's like, yeah, I did do some shit that was like fucked up. Um, there's other shit that she might have said that that I didn't necessarily think I do. But and everything is kind of coded and like uh, that's no yeah. like a, there's there's no full throated apology. Now, exactly. twist in the plot. I dig it. I dig it. You know why I dig it? But he's he's like digging his own grave. No, no, not at all. Oh, or he might be. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen in this situation. I, I, I'm, I'm just guessing. As things usually go with white dudes, at some point he'll make some sort of weird comeback, and we'll all be like, eh, yeah, well, whatever. He'll get uh, another chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I assume that that'll happen at some point. Um, no, the reason why I dig it, and it's been interesting seeing a lot of the responses for this, because some of the responses are, I can't believe that Joss Whedon isn't apologizing for shit. But here's here's what my argument is, is and I and I get into this argument with my girlfriend all the time. I'm sure you've had this this same argument, too. It's like if I'm not actually sorry about something, then why the fuck am I apologizing? Yeah, because, you know, it's an empty apology. Right. I understand apologizing because, you know, you hurt somebody's feelings. So you're just like, ah, sure. I didn't mean to like hurt your feelings. Right. But this isn't that kind of situation. Right. It's people are making accusations and he's truly like, I don't think I did anything wrong. The reason why I dig it isn't because I'm I'm endorsing the things he did. The reason why I dig it is because it's like, yeah, if you're an asshole, let everybody know you're an asshole. That's part of what the fucking problem is, is that he was showing one face to the world uh, or the the world at large. Right. Like his the fans who are of Buffy who didn't really know him. He was showing one face to them and then fucking on set behind the scenes. He was showing a different face to uh, to to the people who were closest to him, like the cast, the crew, his his actual family, his his, his ex wife, he was showing a different face to them. That's part of the fucking problem. It's like if you're a dick, part they're Trump, right? Yeah, everybody knows he's an asshole, right? So when Trump does asshole things, we're not like, oh my god, yeah, Trump's an asshole, right? Now some people surprisingly are, which I don't understand because no, no, but there's those, so the, much evidence around there. But that that's why he was he able is. to be yeah. president. That's why the he hasn't been arrested for I'm sure the numerous you know financial uh, uh, frauds that he that he he's conducted is because everybody's just like yeah you know we kind of expect this from Trump. yeah you know like 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 even though there are some people who are definitely like oh my god like look at this I've at times been like I can't because it's just like there's like no there seems to be no bottom to that well it seems like it's a never ending well of just assholery right yeah um but it's not like we're like when he when it comes out he says something about somebody or he does something it's not like that's so out of character for him like so for instance there's people who have gotten in trouble because like people who do far less shit and get in far more trouble than somebody like Trump because it's completely out of character right um uh and and nobody specific is coming to mind but but what I'm saying is I'm sure still received all the same yeah um so when when Joss Whedon here is basically like I'm not apologizing for shit like in no certain uncertain terms like he's like yeah I I think it's kind of just them they I think they just got kind of like issues on their own the reason why I dig it is because it's like 
great for you. If you're an asshole, I need you to announce that shit to the world so that there can be no confusion about what happens here for. Right. Exactly. So that when he steps on set, it's not like I'm I'm thinking that Josh Whedon is going to be like this benevolent dude who never says anything, who never tells me to shut the fuck up or fucking throws some coffee in my face or some shit. I'm pretty much signing on knowing that that's probably going to be the case. And if I do, then shit's on me then. Yeah. You know, in, in, in that case. I remember this uh, this DMX interview I was watching. The late, great DMX to uh, Earl Simmons who passed away. Was it last year? Uh, yeah, tw- yeah. Uh, 2021. Um, and in the interview, he's basically talking about like trust, trust a person who's telling you who they are. Like When someone tells you who they are, believe listen them. to them. Believe yeah. them. You know, trust a snake to be a snake. Trust a dog to be a dog. Trust a liar to be a liar. And when they show you who they are, like it is up to you to believe them. For whatever reason, if you choose not to believe them, they've told you who you are, that's your fault. Right? It's on you. So in a situation like this, you got Josh Whedon. Time and time again, he's shown that he's he's a bit of a dick, right? Um, not a bit of a dick. He's, he's a, dick. a straight up dick. Like, yeah. like So the, the shit that he said about Gal Gadot was just like, it's like even if you're, even if you're kind of like un- unapologetic, your brain would stop you from being like, "Oh, she just did, she English is her second language." Like, yeah. there's something that should be in your brain that's like, perhaps if I'm putting this in a fucking interview with somebody, perhaps maybe leave that part out yeah. and be like, I don't know, maybe it was just a misunderstanding. Because a normal person this. would be like, you know what? Maybe English isn't their first language, but they still know. Like they're still intelligent enough. And that's to know essentially what, what Gal Gadot said. Gal Gadot was like, "No, there were no misunderstandings. I knew exactly what the yeah, fuck you're exactly. talking about." And and how she she's the fucking lead in an entire fucking franchise. Yeah. And the director and the actor. And she's actress, had so like, many movies that she's been in. She's done so many things. So, uh, and you're yeah. like, oh well, English isn't her first language. Exactly. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> um, so in, in this case, you're right. You're right. Trust, uh, trust Josh, Josh Whedon to be who he has presented himself to be. Yeah. He, he's told everybody who he is. He refuses to apologize. Probably doesn't feel like he has anything to apologize for. We know he's a dick. Um, and this whole like, and we talked about this at the top of the show, um, just kind of like how our society is today. And um one of the things that this reminds me of is like this thing I I believe it was either in a conversation or a quote, but it's like as society, we've reached a point where we are taught to be so tolerant that we now tolerate the intolerable, right? Whereas like someone will be a, like a, a racist, a sexist, a woman beater, a fucking xenophobe, like a Trump, right? Yeah. And we're taught to like well, tolerate them, forgive them. They know not what they do. Like uh, teach them, you know, uh, if they fuck up, apologize, give them a second chance. It's like, sir, we got to stop giving people as many chances as we give them. <laughs> like, I, I feel like at a certain point we need to be, you said this earlier. I think this is the comment you made. Like there needs to be a line that we draw. Yeah. And, you know that that it's a hard line. It's not a soft line. It's a hard line, and we've drawn but it. I think you, that's what's tough about society, right? Like, so, like, take for instance, even this very podcast, right? Like, there will be people who hear certain things on this podcast and be like, "Yo, that was fucking out of bounds. You guys should be fucking disqualified from having any podcast. You shouldn't talk about anything. Nobody should fucking listen to you. You're the fucking worst, right?" Um, there people, there would be people who would say that. Then there'd be other people who'd be like. Nah, podcast is perfectly fine. They don't say anything out of bounds. What I'm trying to say with that is like we all have different fucking levels. But the problem is right now is that we're all like 
we're becoming way more interconnected. So that social norm used to, it used to be like the people in your neighborhood had a particular social norm. Right. And now now it was like, okay, we know what the fuck's going on here. We know what's acceptable. What's not acceptable. We can kind of figure what that line is. But once you start, once that ever so expanding circle starts expanding well beyond where you're at, then it becomes confusing because then somebody down South, right. Their social norms, are suddenly having to be accepted by people up north, right? Yeah. People up north, their social norms are starting to have to be accepted by people down south. But it's like it's two completely different things where yeah. you might say or do some shit. And I'm like, and 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 I guess, you know, that's, I guess, sort of what the fuck Joss was saying by saying, oh, well, she, you know, she English is her first, uh, first language. But then with some shit, you just got to be like, yeah. No, what the fuck are you talking about? That's and, 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 nah. and I know that's a bit of a pipe dream because like, yeah. you know, as society, you know, made up of many different people with many different perspectives, it's going to be hard to get a hundred people to agree on one thing, much yeah. less millions of people across the world from different areas and from different backgrounds. But shit like, you know, this Josh Whedon thing, like we know he's a dick, you know, should he continue to get chance after chance after chance i'm not saying that like the man should never work again never be able to support himself or feed his family well, that's, but like that, if, if he was a smart man he would have come out and, and and i think that that's what the weird thing is, is about like society period is is like if you were to come out and just be like a full-throated oh i'm so sorry for everything i didn't I apologize if i ever offended any, or did anything to anybody i'm so sorry i didn't mean to i was just going through some things yada yada if he would have came out and say that yeah we basically would have been because he hasn't it's not like you know it, it at, so far it the stories haven't been like, oh, he like raped somebody or he like touched somebody or he did something without somebody's consent. Those aren't at least that's not the current yeah. you know, iteration of this. We'll give it time. See how it turns out. But um, uh, so it it seems like he could have just come out and apologize. The fact that he didn't to me is just like, you know what? Good on you, because it's yeah. possible that you don't fucking work again. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. Like if you if you don't, if, if he doesn't feel he does anything wrong. Or he didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't want to apologize. No problem. Again, yeah. you told me who you were. I accept it. And I, I as a consumer, will. I'm not going to fuck with your shit anymore. I'm not going to buy your shit. I'm not going to go see your shit. I'm not going to yeah. be around your shit. None of that. Um, but I, I do feel like, I, I wish at least, as a society, we stop wanting people to say sorry. Because For the we, sake of fucking saying sorry. Like, yeah. it, it's, 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 a lot like, of people I, just I get it. hear it. I, I get it in that sometimes you just want to hear somebody apologize, just acknowledge that they did something wrong, right? Just I just fucking need to hear you acknowledge that something you did something fucked up, right? That's it. But this like I, I really I aggressively hate when people apologize when I know they don't fucking yeah. mean it. It's just like it's why are you saying it then? Then what the fuck is the point? If you still believe in the same shit, then why the fuck are you apologizing? It's so fucking empty. And like, in situations it's the like emptiest this, thing in the world. The apology really only helps a person. Like his, I'm sure his publicist is probably like, yeah. Josh, just issue an apology. We'll let this thing die down. We'll let it blow over. We'll and then what? We're all going to fucking fuck wash up. our hands of it yeah. and then fucking move on. We'll let Army Hammer take the heat. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we'll, well he's got a movie project. coming out right now so yeah. I, I don't know but uh so so there, there are a couple of points that i did, didn't want to make from the article for one 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 of the things that stayed out for me uh so there was a person who was interviewed who her she, she has a or she started with a different name but she goes by rebecca x now um so she was a, she was an interesting read in this because her i think her viewpoint was that of i guess the average person who might have like worked with joss right which is Look, I've had some terrible interactions with them. I've also had great interactions with them. I've had both, right? Yeah. Um, now, I, at a certain point, she she does say, like, look, 
I also have a penchant for liking terrible people. So, uh, so, you know, take of this, what you will. Right. Uh, but she did say something that I thought was very key. She said, my point is it was a dick. Uh, I guess he, he like said something to her or he did something to her or something like that. Uh, at some point in time that either made her cry or something like that. Right. But her, how she ended it was my point is it was a dick move, but I wouldn't call it abuse. Now, the reason why I bring that up isn't to be like, Oh, well, look, Joss Whedon isn't abusive. He, what my point is, is, depending on who you were, he might've been right. Yeah. So like all parties might be right in this case. So there, the nuance that we're missing here is that Ray Fisher and Gagodo, all of them might've had a certain experience with Joss Whedon. Right. But Joss Whedon was also stepping in for Zack Snyder. So Zack Snyder, uh, it was possible that he set an atmosphere for like, even with Ray Fisher, right. There was like, they talked about like, Oh, or Ray Fisher talked about how it was more of a collaboration process with, Zack Snyder than it was with Joss Whedon where it was kind of like he was like essentially writing the movie with Zack Snyder where with Joss Whedon was like motherfucker I don't take notes from anybody yeah it feels like you're giving me notes right now I don't even take notes from Robert Downey Jr. was I think a quote from um from from the article uh but both people their experiences are valid right Joss could think mother I'm just this is how I do shit this is how I run shit right like I I just and and for people now to like act like I, I wouldn't say a majority of directors, but if they act like this is something that's like fucking brand new in Hollywood is fucking rich. Like it's, that's a little, now we're playing revisionist history with everything now. Yeah, right. If we're true. just like, now it's like, this is the first time we've ever heard of an, a director being an asshole to somebody, or I guess the difference here is, is that Joss Whedon on multiple accounts from multiple people. And well, like not very... even just the multiple accounts, but like the fact that he presented himself as such a staunch feminist yeah. and you know that. So then it, it always bites you in the ass when you like when, and I don't know if he's pretending, right? I, I think he's just living his warped fucking truth <laughs> as crazy as it seems. Um, but, but again, the reason why I brought that quote up was because it's like both things can be true. If you say something to me and I take offense by it, I can, sincerely be offended by it but you could have not have meant malice by it yeah right that might just be just the way you fucking roll you might just say shit bluntly you might just but both people can have valid experiences i'm not saying that like somebody can't just do something that's like universally seen as like a dick thing to do right like if i fucking if i go and fucking you know uh, slap a kid Right. That's a dick thing to do. Like, I don't think in any universe that's like, this is acceptable. It's like, no, in certain <laughs> cultures, in certain like African, yeah, in certain for, Chinese, for, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Especially during our generation. Yes. Slap the shit out of that, was, that was discipline. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but generally speaking, it's it's not an acceptable, th- especially right now, not an acceptable thing to do. Right. There are certain things that, yes, universally, I think we can all socially accept that this is not an acceptable thing to do. But if you're if you're talking about some of the accounts of what Joss Whedon did, um, he said a lot of fucked up shit to people. But it seemed like it seems like at least as far as this article goes who, and who knows, I don't know. They it was a lot of we went a lot of different places with this article. I couldn't tell where the angle was coming it was, from. It was exactly. super choppy. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell if it was pro Joss Whedon, if it was anti Joss Whedon. It, and it, it wasn't just like a, a middle line. It was either one extreme or the other. It was either yeah. like, Joss Whedon's an asshole. Also, maybe he's not. An asshole. <laughs> like, I, I remember this. Um, At one point I was reading, it was talking about how like the, the writer was invited to Josh Whedon's home. And it was yeah. like, oh, basically just like, bolstering up his home like oh he invited me to his palatial estate in Malibu I think that was kind of trying to make him seem like he's like kind of just like a Hollywood fuckboy is it seems like that's what he was trying to paint for but like 
homie kind of gave his address away a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> he lives 13 blocks. <laughs> like, it literally said, like, he lives, like, just a stone throw away from the beach. The beach, yeah. Off of, in Santa Monica. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> sitting on a, on a corner property on, like, Third Street. Like, yeah, yo. Like, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to come take find that out of here. the article. Um, his security goat, uh, security code on the gate. Like, <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa, yo, take that shit out. Wait a minute. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, the, the article was like, it was, it wasn't like just like a middle of the road article. It was either, it was basically bashing Josh or just making him look like a, a dick based yeah. just honestly based off solely off the things that he actually did and said, but, or it was just like really sympathetic towards him where it's like, well, maybe that can be explained with X, Y, or Z. There was like kind of no middle ground. It was, it was either one or the other. Um, but then I think somebody else said, um, or, or that he said at the end of the article, he said, I think I'm one of the nicer showrunners that's ever been is how Joss Whedon. And this is, I guess, months after they had the initial inter- interview. Uh, and he says, I think I'm one of the nicer showrunners that's ever been. That's just how that, he sees himself. That's just how he sees himself, dude. Yeah. He, he really doesn't fucking and, he doesn't see it. And let's not fight that again. He told you who he is. All right. <laughs> just accept it. Okay. That's, that's really all you got to do. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I, I did. There. I just can't get over certain things that this article said. Um, There's one excerpt. Whedon was the youngest of three boys, soft, slight, and anxious. Yeah. He had long red hair that caused people to mistake him for a girl. Yeah. If I'm Joss Whedon, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? No, that's, no, no, no. <laughs> if, you, if you're actually Joss Whedon, that's actually, I'm I'm sure that that sure, was probably I mean, one of the I'm things I'm sure that, it helps your image because like now. No, no, it, I don't think it even, I don't, I don't think this is about what helps his image. I think that's literally, like that's, that was what painted his uh, that was his like childhood, his experience. childhood. Yeah. But then also like when we start talking about him being why people accepted him as being like a feminist and all that, that's what was like painting the picture for that, yeah. for, for why, why he went that route as far as, uh, you know, being sort of like, oh, I'm the male feminist, you know? Yeah. Nah, um, but you're not going to call me soft. I need you to remove that. I need you to edit that. <laughs> that that's you. you. I'm not you, doing you, any interviews you, with anybody else. Uh, <laughs> I believe they call that toxic masculinity Listen. is what I believe they call that. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> Take it out. Uh, um, but the the other aspect that I that I want to talk about this, um, because from that last line that he said, it, it clearly he didn't, he doesn't fucking get that there's a fucking problem that perhaps, perhaps you shouldn't just say all kinds of reckless shit to people because perhaps everybody, that's not everybody's vibe. And and whenever I'm dealing with a lot of people, it's just, you go with the lowest common denominator. Whoever is like the person who I know is going to be, have like, you have to deal with everybody individually, clearly. And you have to like, as, but, but this is why I want to talk about the filmmaking aspect of it is as a director, you have to fucking know that. And I'm sure on some level, he understands the simple fact that you can't just say reckless shit to everybody. Not everybody is motivated by the same thing. Sometimes you're able, like I was watching an interview with Devonte Adams the other day, right? And he was talk. They were talking about how Aaron Rodgers earlier in his career, he was just like, yo, he would just fucking trash people because they fucked something up or something that he perceived as their fuck up, right? But like in his later career, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit more chill, like where he doesn't like fucking drag somebody out because they messed up something there where he's it's a little bit more kids glove, right? Devonte was like, look. I actually respond better because that's just what I've always known to when somebody's just like, yo, you fuck something up. You need to fucking correct this shit. And they just tell me straight up like, yeah, this is what it is. He's like, I respond better to that. There's some people who do respond better to that. But as a director, 
you're the fucking you're 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 the captain of the ship. Yeah. You have to know what tools you need for what job. You can't just be there fucking using a hammer when you need to fit something through a fucking needle, right? Like that's not gonna fucking work, right? So like, and and I feel like people who have success early, this is a problem. They don't know how to like lead because as a director, it's different from being like a writer, right? When you're a writer, you're just in the lab alone, you know, yeah. or or you're just that's just you've got your one little job, right? Or not one little job. The writer's a pretty fucking important job, but uh, you've just got your one job, right? But as a, a, a director or a showrunner, well, you're, it's your responsible, it's your responsibility to make this, all this shit work in unison, right? And one of the, you know, in, 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 in the times that I've gotten a chance to, to, to direct things, um, it, it really is about, working with people and and one thing that was abundantly clear from joss whedon in, in fact from the thing that he told ray fisher about i don't fucking take notes is like yo it's a fucking collaboration process yeah. like you have to be able because in, if i'm going to get the best out of you right that's not going to come from me right like and this this goes to just what my philosophy in terms of directing is is like I can only bring so much at the table. I can only bring so many words. I can only bring so many emotions to a page. I can only do so many things with a set. I can only do so much. I'm the reason why I picked you for this particular job or the reason why I feel like you're here is because you bring something that's just you add that little thing in this character that I've put on the page. I believe that you can bring this character to life, but I need you to do it. I can't bring the character to life. You have to bring the character to life. So it doesn't, it never made any sense to me for, for you to bring an actor on set and then be like, say the words exactly how I wrote them, no alterations, and that's it. Because it's like, well, why the fuck am I here? Just go get literally, pay this dude $12 off the street to come and do to this do shit. exactly what you You know saying. what I mean? Yeah. Like, why the fuck am I here if you're just going to fucking just tell me to read what's off, off the page and you don't want my input at all yeah. as the actor? And you know? this analogy applies like it's mostly used like when you talk about like the corporate world, right? Yeah. The difference between like a boss and a leader. Like a boss just tells you what to do. A leader will show you how to do it. Will help grow you, elevate you. Will work with you. Yeah. Um, and the same thing applies to. I'm glad you brought up the sports analogy. If you're the head coach of a team, it's like 50% managing people and personalities, and it's 50% running the team, the organization, calling the plays, knowing the game, blah blah blah. Um, same thing if you're a director for a film, like you have to know how to work with the the talent, the actors, whether it's like your main star or even the people who have like a smaller role in the film. Like mm-hmm. you have to know how to manage those personalities and those people. Yeah. And then once you got those relationships set, now we can begin to do the work yeah um and it seems like he's at a point where he's had so much success early on in his career he's like well i already know how to do my job exactly I, i'm telling you how but to that, do that's that's the problem of praising people so much right it's why i don't look i might look there's a there's a little uh, figure that i got right there for for, for christmas uh of aaron Rodgers. right my favorite player in the nfl probably right is is, is aaron Rodgers. but if i ever fucking, throw an interception fair enough <laughs> actually he does that very regularly so yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's definitely not uh i i Matthew Stafford, maybe that's that's probably an interception. Yeah, he does throw a lot. Of, I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna argue that. He's yeah. pick sixes too Fair often. Enough. Um, but but my point here is is that if if you're if if you're Joss Whedon, right, and you're setting the tempo on a, on a set, right, what this whole article rang out to me is it's just simply a lack of communication, right? Whether if you're saying something and somebody doesn't somebody takes it a particular way this is just like being in a relationship right how many i've had so many conversations with my girlfriend where i say something 
and she takes it a certain way. She says something, I take it a certain yeah. way, and and then we'll talk about it like maybe a week later, a day later, whatever the case is, and then we'll both be calm. We'll both try to like figure out, okay, well, what were you trying to say? Yeah. Well, this is the thing that I was trying to say, and then we like figure that shit out. But if it's just like I say what I say, and I don't give a fuck what you say, then of course there's going to be many times where you're going to say some shit that's actually going to offend people. And and as the director or showrunner, you need to set that shit set the expectation on set that like if something actually does bother you or if something's going on and you're frustrated with something or maybe i said something that came across to you you need to make that environment abundantly clear or you need, or you need to set that temperature in the, in, the, in the environment that like look you can come to me and tell me the reason why we're talking about all this is because people didn't feel comfortable going to him afterwards right ray fisher even said it himself or it was in an article somewhere where it said that uh or I think Joss even said it himself, like, oh, like all the I think he said this of Charisma Carpenter, too, of like, oh, all the interactions we had were like cordial and 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 charming. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, well, yeah, motherfucker, we can have 80 percent of our interactions can be can be dope as shit. Right. Yeah. But that if that 20 percent is trash, then what the fuck is good is the rest of the 80 percent. Right. If, if, um, if And then and then after that, like after we have those yeah. negative interactions at that point. I may just be faking it just for the sake of keeping my job because yeah. you may have more authority, more power than me. Exactly. So yeah. our interactions, like you may have thought they were pleasant, but you, but you, you but haven't very you haven't unpleasant. set that expectation that I'm not going to retaliate against you simply because you something I said offended you or you didn't something didn't rub the right way or you didn't understand what I said or you thought what I said was wrong. You have to set that on. And if it's not then you know who the fuck you are then exactly. you know you're an asshole and you replied exactly the way you did with uh with um Joss Whedon last thing i'll say the thing that is being missed in all of this right the thing that i feel like nobody's fucking talking about was something actually that ray fisher said the culpability of the studio mm, yeah so you're going to have Joss Whedon's of the world it's it's a statistical inevitability that you're, you're going to end up with somebody like Joss Whedon leading a project, right? Yeah. At some point in time, right? It is the studio's responsibility to know what the fuck is going on and to make set that environment themselves. That if something is going on, you can come to us and talk to us about what the fuck's going on. It's only because they know the studio doesn't give a shit that people don't feel comfortable going then to the studio or whoever is behind the producers for the project and saying, yo... Yeah, it's like if Your I go, boy's messing if, up. if I file a complaint to HR against my boss and then the people from HR, because they're like, hey, we need that person. We need this creative director. Yeah. We need this design director. We need this CEO or whatever. And then they go to that CEO and say, hey, this person filed a complaint on against you. You know, maybe tighten it up. All that's going to happen. That's going to even retaliation gonna on me. propel the situation because I'm going to yeah. be retaliated against. I'm going to be fearful of my job. And that person could continue to exhibit that behavior because they know now that like, all right. I can do whatever I want to do around here. Yeah. I'm not going to get in trouble. They need me more than I need them. Yeah. I run this show, and I feel like that is how he um, has gone about his his work environments. And yeah. um, but we'll see what happens next, right? That is the big thing. We'll see what happens next. We'll see. I I, I, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't really care. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see like uh, what what's his next project. Right? I don't care. And, and, he, and, he did the Nevers, and then they booted him off the Nevers. I'm sure he hasn't done anything or it doesn't seem like he's he's done anything since then. He's not he's said in himself that he's not really like writing or doing anything. I don't really give a shit. I, yeah. Look, I, what I'm conflicted about is what do I do with Buffy and Angel? Because I love those shows dearly. 
Yeah, and this get, is the problem with like old shows that yeah. you then find out some fucked up shit happen. You're just like, ah, what do I do? With I'm this? not gonna stop loving something that I already love yeah. just because it's like, and it, if it's a even person, though you know it came out like the, the thought process came out of this horrible piece of shit person. Yeah, there's a lot of shit I love that I just you know <laughs> Yeezys. Uh, <laughs> I got plenty of Yeezys. I just bought some the other day. Shit, I just entered a raffle today for a new pair. Like, I love Kanye. I don't give a fuck about his politics or weird shit he's done. Um, uh, I, we've talked about this. Like, you know, I still have like R. Kelly songs on my playlist. I, yeah. I know that's a terrible thing to say. A lot of people probably like, oh. like I'm sorry. I like. I believe I can fly. I, I like it. I, yeah, he's a, he's yeah, a terrible guy. I hope I he rots in jail, but I, I can't slaps. lie. I like it. Yeah. So I would you know, love what you love if, if it's not hurting anybody. Unfortunately, some things happened during the making of it that weren't great, but like if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. And I don't think yeah. anybody can hold that against you. Yeah, that's fair, man. I, cause I, I, I go back every now and then I still watch Buffy and I, and I still watch Angel and, and, and I'm not going to lie. It, it does. I, 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 there's always, some hesitation uh, in terms of turning on. I'm like, fuck, but I know that behind the scenes, like in the other scene, you know, something probably fucked up happened right before this, where he probably cursed somebody out or some shit like that. Um, You know, but, but uh, yeah, I think, I think the way I'm choosing to try to look at it is like, only Doctor Strange can fix that. I I can't, there's nothing I can do about it. Time stone. The people who, who like, you know, um, the person who played um, Buffy, which is uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, you know, she still she still had to act. Those people still those, those people who on a production that fucking think he's an asshole. They still had to do their job. Yeah. So it's just like they put in the blood, the sweat, the tears as much as anybody else in order to bring that thing to life. You have to re- uh, put, respect and you have to still too. respect that too. And yeah. so I think that's how I'm choosing to look at it in mm-hmm. order to like kind of be at peace with 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 still watching because I still enjoy the work. You know, so. So alas, uh, we we've arrived at the uh, the the end of um, at the end of the show, man. Um, as always, if you if you liked what you fucking hear, then uh, hit that subscribe, hit that share, hit that um, other buttons that might be on the. On yeah, the page yeah, what's what's gonna be the in ten years? What's gonna be the button? It's yeah. not even gonna be a button. It's, it's just gonna, gonna be a thought. Just, like, hey, just, oh, hey, just 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 uh, think about my show and yeah, like, blink twice. Yeah. <laughs> At, <laughs> at your screen to subscribe and pay. Yeah, like, uh, just out of my account. It's just bio, biometric. It's just, just <laughs> put your thumbprint. It's not even going to be thumbprint because that's what it is now. It's going to be lean into fucking, your retina scans, <laughs> and if you love our show, like, whatever the fuck the things would be, uh, donate your blood. Yeah, um, but yeah, like uh, do the things in order to help us out. That that would be. Uh, uh, appreciated immensely uh we'll be back next week same time same place uh omicron um uh withstanding uh but uh you know until then i think we'll uh,